0: images of Hitchcock and the other masters. Welcome grave diggers to the podcast by the cemetery. Tonight it is Halloween and just make sure when you're out trick or treating to behave yourselves. Don't egg houses and always check your candy for razor blades. Razor blades.
1: <laughs> Delicious but, razor blades.
0: On tonight's episode, your spectacular hosts will be talking about what they've been drinking, what they've been watching, Horror news of the week, uh, Randall's tunes from the crypts, and we will be reviewing *The Night of the Demons* and *Terrifier*. Terrifier.
2: But,
0: <laughs> and I am your host Scott.
3: I'm Randall. And
0: over in the corner eating his big bowl of fucks is Tim.
3: Yeah, a big bowl of fucks. I thought that was Halloween candy. It is. Uh, no, it's uh, uh, it's the new Halloween candy. Look out, Tim! There's a razor blade. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> but So, grab your shovels,
0: and let's dig in. So, what you guys been up to this week?
3: I uh, Just been working and watching a lot of movies, I think, basically.
0: Well, didn't you go to the soup kitchen?
3: Oh, yeah, I, I guess was... I did. I went and volunteered at the North End Soup Kitchen in Flint. Hey, kick ass, man. I didn't know you did that. Uh, that's the first time I've done it. I've been meaning to do it for a really long time. The club where I work does it. Once a month. It's a, it's a Catholic charity, so... Uh, but, you know, I I like helping out, so I'll probably go do it again. And was the experience pretty cool? Yeah, it was awesome. It was really rewarding. Anybody that wants to volunteer, they, they do it at 10 a.m., like, Monday through Sunday. Oh, that's awesome. I'll probably go back and do it again.
0: Yeah, because I've seen your post about it, but I didn't uh, read into any any of your comments or anything like that, so I didn't know, like, what... All went down in your experience there.
3: We made uh, like Coney dogs and just, you know, served them Coney dogs and people ate and took off. Hey, that's still cool though. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Like Flint style Coney dogs? Yeah, Flint style, not Detroit. So those are the so. best.
1: Nice. Did you guys use the real like Abbott's meats or something? We
3: used fucking Kogels. Oh, so nice. Yeah, yeah. They, everybody got good hot dogs.
1: See, for you people that don't know about a Flint Coney dog, it is the best Coney dog. So yeah. through all your other Coney oh,
3: dogs. Oh, and they, we also got Donna's Donuts for dessert. So they got, you know, Flint staple food. all oh, right, Kogels and Donna's Donuts. Oh, that's so, awesome. Yeah. I want to be poor in the North End. Flint except, Town proud. I, I don't.
1: <laughs> well, how about you, Tim? What you been up to? Oh, you know, lots of work shit. Uh, <laughs> uh, watched some movies, played some games. <laughs> <laughs> had my had my car battery die on me the other day, that was fun. You got a promotion.
0: Oh. I did, yeah, yeah. I did, yeah, yeah. Yeah, congratulations, Ooh. my friend.
3: That's Thanks. like real-life accomplishment. Uh, fucking yeah. grown-up stuff. I'm an adult. <laughs> Good for
0: you. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and me, I've basically just been continuing my schoolwork and uh, just trying to finish my accounting
3: degree, and then... Uh, been just watching my movies for halloween see we're all boring grown-ups getting fucking promotions and going to collage and fucking volunteering at soup kitchens yep yep
0: we're try you know we did too many too much stupid shit when we were younger so now we're trying to you know make yeah. up for it now that we're older <laughs>
2: <laughs> but uh <laughs> <laughs>
0: we're old <laughs> <laughs>
3: anyways uh so what are you drinking on over there randall Great Lakes Brewing Nosferatu Imperial Red Ale. It's pretty good. Uh, let's see. Where's the ABV? It's got a vampire label. It's an eight, label. 8 ABV 70 IBU, so kind of bitter, not too terribly heavy. The label's really the coolest thing about the beer. It's not <laughs> yeah. bad. It's all right. Your uh, your French toast is better. Yeah. yeah I'm drinking uh, <clears throat> another
1: one of the French toasts from last episode.
3: Yeah, what is that? Roic... Brewing, yeah,
1: rogue. Yep, it's on? a Devil Dog Brewing Company. It's got a dog eating toast on the front. That belch was just for court, by the way. Oh, <laughs> oh, all right.
0: <coughs> there you go, court. Hope you are happy. I'm a belch
1: <laughs> followed by a loud
3: cough. How about that? My signatures,
0: <laughs> and then yeah, I am. I am drinking a Black Series or Blackwater Series Cherry Cordial Imperial Stout. It is uh. Ten percent alcohol. Alcohol. Let
3: me try that shit.
0: Yeah, and it's really good. Oh, beer danger! Beer <laughs> it tastes exactly beers. like chocolate and cherries.
3: Oh, it smells really good. You can smell the fucking cherry. Hmm. Holy shit! Right? <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's that's crazy. It's legitimately like a uh, cherry cordial, one of those candies that you get at the fucking gas station. Check yeah. Out. I just randomly decided
0: to try it out at uh, Oliver T's, their you know gourmet store or whatever they are. They have like <laughs> a huge variety of beers, so I just bought random ones. And The French Toast one, I unfortunately, was not there that I found it. I had found it on a corner gas station. But...
3: Oliver T's is a good spot. Yeah.
0: Oh, man, I was in there for probably about an hour and a half just looking at all the different beverages and going, holy shit, I don't know what I want.
3: They have a kick-ass <laughs> deli and bakery, too. It's a great store. Yeah, so if you come to Michigan, go to Oliver T's. Yeah, and let us know
1: so that we can get together and drink beers. Yeah.
3: Yes. Yeah, because there's even a they have bar in the back. In there, yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's a, a tap room you can drink on site. There's a restaurant you can sit down and have a kick-ass sandwich.
0: Yeah, because I'd never known that before.
3: Huh. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> what are you smoking on over there, Randall? This is Chemdog. I haven't had Chemdog in a long time. And I got some for my patient bag this month, so it's good. It's very gassy, fuel It's, uh, you know, pretty high THC indica. So, I, say I know that's
0: your favorite kind. Probably all gonna be really slow.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, we should probably just jump into the news then, because we haven't had that in a few episodes. Uh, let's see. The first item we should talk about is the what state was that? Virginia for trick or treaters or Vermont?
3: Or fucking, I don't know. Some some jackass state is threatening to fine and or ticket anyone over the age of twelve for trick or treating. Bullshit. Yeah, that is. Utter bullshit! It's really crazy because I I trick or treated when I was like fourteen, fifteen. You yeah, know? yeah. If you're able to hold on to any little bits of your
1: childhood into your teen years, then fucking do it for God's sake. Most kids are just like I don't to. I do can't
3: it. see why anyone would have a problem with this unless yeah. that that's like this. I'd rather kids are out doing drugs and that's like you bullshit, know people right? joke on <laughs> on Facebook like oh you must hate fun like that's you must just. Utterly hate fun. Yeah, you're really re- taking it away, like, right there. What the fuck is wrong with you, you know? Like people if, talk about a war on Christmas, but holy shit. Right. Well, right. and hell, if it wasn't frowned upon, I'd probably still go trick or treating oh, to this yeah. day. They should have like
1: it's special fun. adult trick-or-treating nights where it starts at like midnight and you have to have a special colored light bulb on for people to stop by and get little free bottles get, of like, liquor and yeah, yeah. little airplane <laughs> liquors and joints <laughs> yeah. and shit. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah.
1: See, we need to start this. And you gotta do it when it's <laughs> warm out though.
0: Yeah uh
1: august yeah yeah
0: yeah because michigan uh halloween's are usually rainy cold, cold or snowing
3: and snowy, cold yeah it's
1: fucking stupid outside
3: it sucks to be a kid in michigan and go trick-or-treating because you can never just wear your costume you have to have a coat or like yeah. undershirt or something
1: yeah. you know i remember having to wear like a poncho one year and it was just like you can't even see my costume i'm just a guy in a poncho <laughs> like, right oh how cute <laughs> you're
3: a An ER doctor with a thermal shirt underneath his scrubs. Oh, look, you're Jason Voorhees with a jacket and a hoodie and
0: like snow boots. Jason
3: wears a goddamn jacket now. Well, yeah, but back then. Don't even get me started! (laughs) (laughs) Randy likes it. I really hate that that look has been perpetuated since Freddy vs. Jason, and that's just like the look of Jason now. He doesn't need a goddamn coat.
1: He's a corpse. He might have been cold. Circulation's a problem.
0: He's undead.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the look I I don't I don't mind
0: the look, but I wish it went back to the older look.
3: Gray slacks, green shirt. Yes. Everything else can fuck off.
0: And uh <laughs> yeah, then we uh finally got to see the trailer for Pet Cemetery remake or readaptation coming out. And From what I've seen, it really didn't, you know, dive too much into showing, like, key elements to the story, but... Showed the
3: kitty cat. It did show the kitty cat. Church looks sufficiently grizzled. Yeah. I just wanted to pet him. (laughs) Here's the thing. (laughs) Uh, The strongest point of the original looks like it's been, like, significantly weakened, which would be Fred Gwynn. Yeah, I mean it is John Lithgow though, so I he's, he's a he, good he just, actor. But. He's a
0: good actor, but dude can't do a main accent. I know that's the one part yeah, he does not have his heavy main it accent. He just sounds like
3: John Lithgow.
2: Oh. You know, I don't want to hear the what? guy
3: I don't want to hear the guy from fucking Third Rock for the Sun uh, yeah. telling me not to go down that road. I oh. wanna hear I wanna hear some crazy old man from Maine telling me I better not go mess around in that Pat Cemetery. That was beautiful. Maybe yeah, I can do it. John Lithgow can't do it, but uh, yeah, I because I'm with
0: you right there. I wish he would have at least attempted uh, a Maine accent. Like maybe he just couldn't do it, but at the same time, like at least try an accent because it's as far as I know, it's still taking place in Maine. But yeah, and I uh, uh the. It showed, like, images of the children with masks, like, in know, like, the pagan outfits kind of right. walking to the cemetery. I'm So, I'm thinking it may have to deal with that Wendigo myth that was in the book a little bit more.
3: It I have read things that say that it is, like, running with the Wendigo story. Which, that's
0: kind of cool. Like, I'm... We'll see. I'm I'm... I want... Like, we were talking about this earlier, but with certain movies I have, like, when I see a trailer that I like, I have high hopes.
3: This one, I don't have much of a read on. Um... I feel like it's probably gonna just be okay, but I don't think it'll be bad or anything, but I don't I don't think it's gonna be great. We'll see. Yeah, because, I mean, hopefully the two main leads are better than the original's two main leads. They can't possibly be any more stale and lifeless and fucking TV actor level than Dale Midkiff and... <laughs> what's her name yeah I can't remember her name but Tim said she was from Star Trek yeah Star Trek Next Gen
1: yeah I've seen 10 minutes of that movie
3: yeah Something but
0: I mean you'd recognize Chris her Denise right away Crosby yeah that sounds familiar. I think so yeah.
1: she died in like the second season too she wasn't even like in the whole she
3: was thing. Data's love interest in the, in that was a cool little storyline and it, they should have it was kind of weird poor Data she yeah, got
1: like Trekkie. she got like turned into goo in the second season like sucked into a black tar pit and died it was one of the only times they ever killed off a main bridge a character. yellow shirt Yeah, yeah, basically. Anybody who was, like, an important speaking role, they just killed her off.
0: Uh, But back to the trailer. Did you watch the trailer, Tim? I forget. I have seen pictures. Okay. You did say you you liked uh, how Church looked. Kitty, kitty. (laughs) But uh, something happened to the ground, Lewis. But, yeah, that's the one thing. Sometimes dead is better. And that is one thing, or two things that I hope is that Zelda is still efficiently creepy... And Gage is official, uh, still fucking creepy. Because those two performances in the original still give me chills.
3: I feel like the weak points of the original are going to be improved upon with, like, the leads of, you know, Midkiff and Crosby being replaced. But I feel like the highlights and strong points of the original are going to not be as good. That could be. uh, Judd and Gage and Zelda. Zelda.
0: Yeah, I mean, I... And I'm still, uh, I keep forgetting the character that gets hit by the truck, the school. Pascal. Yeah, Pascal. I'm kind, I'm kind of curious on because I don't did we see him in the trailer? I can't remember.
3: No, that yeah. So maybe won't even be like a character in the movie or whatever. He right? won't exist. That's With- fine. His representation in the the original Pet Cemetery very much feels like one of the made for TV. Stephen King adaptations,
0: yeah. Which yeah, it yeah. probably would have been made for TV if it like if it didn't have such creepiness to it, because there were some just like really creepy moments to it that, like I say, still affect me to this day.
3: There were creepier moments in the original Salem's Lot. Oh yeah, that is true. You want to see some weird little vampire kid floating out your window, yeah, Barlow and uh, the oh, little yeah. kid, sure. yeah. <laughs> Mister Barlow and his scary Count Orlock looking ass.
0: Yeah. Um, but then. Uh, We'll move on to the next story, which is, a uh, uh, rumor has it, McFarlane's uh, Toys is coming back with the movie Maniacs. That which, could be cool. Um, yeah.
3: <laughs> I don't really see the point, because NECA's been ruling the roost for, like, fucking 15 years at this point. Yeah,
0: they are going to have some s- tough competition now.
3: Yeah, back, back when they first started, they were the only game in town, and they could get away with, like, the horrible-looking first series Freddy and horrible-looking... Yeah. Like, a few of those figures in the first and second series were just bad. Yeah. Jason didn't look like any Jason from any movie. No, He kind of half-assed looked like a cross between New Blood Jason and Jason Goes to Hell Jason, but, like, they didn't, you know, they didn't pick, like, an iconic classic Jason look, and run. they just kind of, well, this is the zombie, right? (laughs) Well, and then even uh, Chucky looked kind of weird, too. Right. So I mean, I'm expecting them to be improved because those only got better as they went, and his other series, like the Real Monsters of History or whatever, the one with like Bathory and Jack the Ripper. Oh yeah, a lot of the other series of figures that he did were very cool. So
0: yeah, and I guess he's also bringing back the Tortured Souls series, which yeah. I think was like that Clive the Barker based ones. kind yep. of
3: thing, basically.
0: Yeah, so I'm, I am curious to see what they'll come up with, especially like you said with Neca ruling the market for this right now, like, because NECA does fucking incredible with the detail in their characters. And
3: also, are they going to do just, are they just going to do retreads of stuff that they've already done? Because, like, at this point, pretty much every fucking horror heavy has been covered. Right. So I, their well, only option would be to redo things. Hey, you can maybe finally get a cool tall man. There was already a cool NECA tall man figure. Was it
0: really? Yeah. I did not know that.
3: Yeah, I mean, it goes for like a hundred bucks. I used to have it, Jesus. but when I was super, super down <laughs> on my luck, I had to sell all my toys. Mm. I got good loot for it, though. I got like fifty bucks for it.
0: Yeah, which for figures is really good.
3: Shit, I got a hundred dollars for my eighteen-inch New Blood Jason out of box. Your eighteen-inch.
0: Yeah, I got. Uh... <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, because I got seventy
0: dollars for the Freddy Krueger one.
3: Oh, really? That's yep. awesome.
0: Yeah, because it was also, when I was down on my luck, I had to sell mine, but... Gotta do what you gotta do, man. Yep. It's better than touching my movie collection.
3: Yeah, that's always a last resort.
0: Yeah, that is, because I will not do that if I don't have to. But, uh, yeah, so I guess we'll just have to wait and see how that goes. Uh, hopefully, you know, they'll start posting stuff when they either get the rights start to certain... Sculpting. Yeah, and we can start seeing, like, what could come of this. Hmm. But for collectors of horror movie stuff always good news to see more action figures
3: i'm largely out of the toy game now like i had to make a lot of cuts to my hobbies and shit basically just down to movies and cds at this point but if they did a cool tall man figure i'd buy one yeah yeah, yeah but i'll say if
0: there's the like because i'm kind of the same way now i'm not gonna buy many toys like i may occasionally buy them when i'm at conventions just because oh it's cool to have yeah, them the only the toys convention.
3: that i do buy now are custom shit like that normal people make Yeah. You know, like the clay guy or... Yeah, because
0: they do some really unique things. The dude that I got
3: that tall man figure from like a month ago.
0: Or like the guy I got that tall Jason with the removable mask and all that. Right. That guy does some incredible work. But yeah, uh, we can move on to the next story, which Vinegar Syndrome announced a 4K restoration of cutting class.
3: Never even seen that.
0: What? I assume it's an 80s slasher. slasher. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's an 80s slasher, that like one of those like, Could be either Hidden Gems or just one that hasn't seen the light of day on Blu-ray yet. That's
3: the thing, like, pretty much every super good, like, violent, cool, gory one has been done already. Yeah, they've all come to disc at this point, and now you're just, you're kind of getting stuff like Final Exam and Night School and... Yep, but, hey, it's cool. Finally bring it to
0: the newer format, right before 4K kind of takes over, but I mean, at least it's getting a 4K restoration, so it'll still look amazing even for it's well uh, well it's vinegar syndrome so it's really going to look amazing cuz i mean they are the ones that did that uh, undertaker movie
3: yeah that's that's a cool movie to have
0: yeah and that that looked really good even with the like cut added in scenes that were like bad quality they still looked you know as good as it could
3: i need to revisit that one yeah cuz that was a good one
0: um but then we can move on to the final piece which was something i just quickly decided to bring up uh Red Dead Redemption 2, uh, they Rockstar announced that it's going to take 60 hours just for the campaign. Wow. Like, that's, that's not including all the open world, everything in the game. But, yeah, I just thought, like, well, uh, like Tim said when I not told him about it, he's like, well, that's a game I'll probably never finish. But yep. you'll sure. just enjoy your time in the world. And that's probably what it'll be for me, too. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I guess after that we can... Uh, end the news and jump right into what we've been watching
3: yay all right randall would you want to start us off Uh, i got a pretty extensive list but all right well after i left the last podcast you sent me home with a couple of movies oh yeah i watched tales from the hood too unfortunately that was really 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 bad and i wish they would have just left it alone yeah, I told you on the last episode, it was bad, but... Dumas Beach.
2: Oh, dude. <laughs> that... The
3: fucking robot thing. The America robot. Oh my god, dude. It was dude, so dude. fucking stupid. It was really stupid. The first story with, like, uh, the doll that, <laughs> I don't know, that gets chick- the girl that pregnant, funny. and yeah. they <laughs> all start bouncing out of her stomach. <laughs> that was kind of funny. Yeah. I. But it just got worse and worse and worse as it went on, and, man, I mean, like... I didn't have any expectations or hopes or anything, especially not after 25 years or however long it's been, but it would have been nice if it was a little better than it was, because it was like a 3 out of 10. Huh. Yeah, and I okay. I gave it a 4 out of 10.
1: Not a good movie.
3: No. The other movie you sent me home with was much, much better, more entertaining. Uh, the new Puppet Master, Littlest right: Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a fun one. That was super cool. I didn't know that it starred Thomas Lennon from The State and Reno 911. Yeah, see, I didn't really know who he was, so I
0: didn't bring that up to you, because I've never really watched either of those shows. I guess
3: he's pretty funny. He's a funny guy. He was was good in that role. I didn't expect him to be as good as he was, but he was pretty good. Yeah, because I wasn't sure if you were going to like the actual characters in this story or not. There were a couple of, like, you know, the... The, the death metal grindcore comic book guy, like, it's rare for a movie to reference extreme metal and kind of actually hit it on the head. The dude was, like, talking about grindcore, yep. and then they legitima- they play an Insect Warfare song, and Insect Warfare is basically the most important grind band of, like, the last 20 years. So. Yeah, because I knew you would at least appreciate that part of, like, that character. I didn't know if you would like his character after that or not, though. Could've. It was fine. It was whatever, you know, like typical like, typical written nerd characters and shit. But yeah. uh the gore is really where it's at for this movie. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, the gore, this is insane. And it was just fun. I like saying that. I wasn't a huge fan of the changes to blade. I like the old face a lot better. Oh, uh, I, I like the skull the skull blade. Yep. But
0: yeah, the other blade I yeah, I didn't like the look of its face, but like
3: I like how in Puppet Master 3 they imply that Blade was modeled after Richard Lynch. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so that was good. I would give that one like a 7.5, maybe an 8. Yeah, because I think I'm around an 8, 8.5. That's, that's, yeah, sure, 8.
1: I like just going in between.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I rewatched The Thing from Another World, Howard Hawks' Thing from Another World for the first time and like... Almost thirty years. I hadn't seen that since I was eight or nine. Yeah, it's been a long time for me too. Uh, it was. It's cool. It's not nearly as good as, Carpenter's, Carpenter's remake, but it's cool. It's interesting that um, the dude that plays the thing is Matt Dillon from *Gunsmoke*. Really? Yeah, from the *Gunsmoke* TV series. One oh, I did not know that. Of, one of the longest running and most popular television series of all time, and that's where a dude got his start. Uh interesting. I also rewatched John Carpenter's The Thing for like the ten billionth time. My number one favorite film of all time. And that's my number two horror movie. Not much more can be said. I do like that movie. Yeah, it's yeah. it's a ten out of ten. It's perfect. It's fantastic. It's brilliant. Yeah, even if you don't like horror, you should like that movie. It's the best
0: remake yeah. ever. <clears throat> yeah, it is, yeah, the best remake, for sure.
3: And right on the heels of that, I watched one of the worst remakes I've ever seen, the new Blood Feast remake. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, that was exceptionally terrible. Um, it had What's-Her-Name from Texas Chainsaw 2 and Hatchet 3. Oh, uh, Carolyn, uh... Caroline I, Williams. I, I, or, yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah, she was in it. Uh, the gore was pathetic, like... The uh, that Ryan Nicholson guy that did Hanger and Gutterballs did yeah. the effects on it, so I really expected the gore to be like over the top. And yeah, out that of this seems world. like it'd be really good, but it was really, really tame and just a lot of squirty blood and shit.
0: Which for doing <laughs> an H uh, H uh, Herschel Gordon Lewis, that
3: no, totally pointless remake. If for no other reason than the fact that Blood Feast has already been remade as Mardi Gras Massacre, Bloodsucking Sucking Pharaohs from Pittsburgh, Blood Diner, and Blood Feast 2. So, yeah. not... Enough versions of that movie yeah, are already out. There. Pretty pointless. <laughs> I have a copy if anyone would like it, let me know, <laughs> uh, and I will throw it in the trash and you can fuck off. i watched the first three of Andreas Schnaus' violent shit movies for the first time i'd never seen any of those what the hell are those about man i saw those posts i'm like those look interesting the first one is just kind of about like a crazy killer named carl the butcher and it has like some pretty serious genital mutilation in it (laughs) nice yeah both male and female Some good gore stuff. Uh, The second one is a huge improvement over the first one. It's called, like, Mother Hold My Hand or something crazy like that. Yeah, it's really weird. It's about Carl the Butcher's son, like, carrying on in his father's footsteps. It reminds me a lot of Mother's Day because his mother is, like, coaching him and, like, egging him on and stuff. Huh. Huh. But it's, again, super gory, really, like, nasty, mean-spirited gore. And then violent shit three is like fucking completely crazy. It kind of reminds me of, uh, what the hell is that trauma movie on the island where it's like an action movie? Oh, I know what you're talking about. Trauma's War. Trauma's War. Yeah, it reminds me a bit of Trauma's War, and that it's like on an island with this cult that like worships Carl the butcher. They all. (laughs) They all wear his mask and stuff, and like if people come to the island they hunt them and God. they bring wow. they bring people to the island to experiment on and they're like making zombies and shits. <laughs> what the fuck? And man? there's like a kung fu ninja gang on the island that doesn't like them. <laughs> it's it's really crazy. You should you should definitely watch it. I got that violent shit box set from Synapse at the the last horror convention. Oh, did you really? Yeah, it was worth every penny. How many movies are there? Just there's three. those three. There's Three, there's a newer one that sucks, and then there is one that doesn't officially count as a violent shit movie called Zombie 90 that's really cool as well, Hmm. and they're all in there. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, all five movies. Wow.
0: Okay, that would explain why it was pricey, because I almost picked that up, uh,
3: not this last year, but the year before. Synapse had been teasing that for, like, years, it seemed like. Every time I bought a Synapse movie, their coming soon booklet would have violent shit box set in it, so I just, like, I had to buy it. After all the yeah. years that they've been talking about it and promising it,
0: well, and you know Synapse too that like they take forever to release their titles, but you know they are a very small company. But holy crap, do their their transfers to Blu-ray they are top-notch.
3: This is all DVD, but it looks fine. Oh, is
0: it DVD? Okay,
3: yeah, it looks about as good as like uh, the first one, especially looks as good as it's ever going to look. I think that's cool. I rewatched From Beyond with you guys. Yeah. Yay. I don't that's, have to
1: mention that because you just mentioned it now.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's a top five horror film for me. It's my favorite Gordon movie and my favorite Lovecraft adaptation. I think it was in my top 10. I can't remember. I couldn't remember which
0: one I placed above if it was Reanimator or From Beyond. I'd go back and forth with those two.
1: Yeah, I had a lot of fun with that one. Uh, yeah,
0: that was your... F- you've seen bits and pieces I, of it I, before, I'd I think.
1: i seen some of it before. I don't think I'd seen the resolution of it, so it was kind of, you know, good to see it from start to finish.
3: It's really great, very cool fucking story about, like, multiple dimensions and, like, you know, a, not like a plausible scientific scenario, but... A pretty inventive idea about a machine that stimulates a dormant gland in your brain that allows you to see through whatever, you know, veneer that separates us from yeah. parallel dimensions.
1: You grow some weird fucking creepy brain eyeball stalk that yeah.
3: pops yeah. Out of your fucking the, head Yeah, like the phallic fucking pineal <laughs> gland popping out of your forehead. And it's gross. The movie just drips with <laughs> sexuality and, like, the lighting is awesome and the effects are fucking amazing and... and
0: Barbara Crampton is... Yeah,
3: sexy-ass oh, Barbara Crampton oh. and her BDSM gear, and Jeffrey Combs' best performance, like, Herbert West is a very close second, but Crawford Tillingast is, like, just off the rails. Yeah, because we talked about that, like, before, how, like,
0: him and Barbara Crampton basically swapped <laughs> roles for this. Right. Like, he was the one that was, you know, kind of the victim, and she was the one obsessed yeah, with, obsessed like,
3: and trying to mess with the stuff that she shouldn't be messing with. I rewatched Puppet Master two for the first time in quite a long time. That, How'd that hold up? That one's still good. Still good. I still need to re I want to rewatch it's that one. It's the second best one after three. because yeah, it, it used to be my favorite before I seen part three. Even after watching Little Strike, I still like three and two more. Oh really? Yeah, just for a lot of little reasons, you know. I'm sure a lot of it is nostalgia, but like Like
0: uh, the one argument I have with like the new one compared to the you know original series is I like that the dolls in the original series are sentient, right like they have emo- they have their own emotions and feelings where these new ones are just basically robotic dolls controlled by magic.
3: Rewatch Puppet Master Three as well, which is my favorite of yep. the series. That one is still my favorite has a pretty re- lot of recognizable faces in the cast um Ian Abercrombie, or whatever the fuck his name is, from, like, Army of Darkness, and uh, yep. Richard, Richard Lynch. Lynch, and the old bald Nazi dude is the guy that played Uncle John in Sleepaway Camp 2, the guy that runs the Oh, really? Camp. Yeah. I, yeah, I need to rewatch that, then. It's also the remember. most violent, it's the most sleazy of all the Puppet Master movies, has the most gore and the most tits. I mean, the new one is gorier, but, like... Yeah. I don't know, but for the original series, it is definitely right. the goriest. Uh, and you get six
0: shooter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love I love six shooter.
3: <laughs> I rewatched almost all of the Hammer Frankenstein movies. Yeah, you. Uh,
0: that was when uh, what? Is yeah, Hammer that was you and I on oh. Sunday watching back and forth. Yeah.
3: With certain movies. What what is what is Hammer Frankenstein? Well, Hammer it was a studio in England that kind of started off with like sci fi stuff, but in the late fifties they shifted into gothic horror.
0: Yeah, it's along the lines of like Universal monsters, but like
3: yeah, they they rebooted most of the Universal stuff, but made a lot of it better in my opinion. Uh, The first one is still my favorite, Curse of Frankenstein with Cushing and Lee. That one's. The best out of all of those for me. And then the second one, Revenge of Frankenstein, is my second favorite. Yeah, I want to watch the Frankenstein ones. I have not seen any of them. Frankenstein Created Woman is a good one. Evil of Frankenstein is probably the least good of all the ones that have Peter Cushing in them. Frankenstein Must Be Destroyed would be my next favorite after Revenge. And then Frankenstein and the Monster from Hell is the last one that they did. And that one is really underrated. Like a lot of people dismiss it because it's pretty campy and like has like kind of some silly gore and effects in it or whatever, but that just elevates it for me. Nice. Hooray, silly gore. Makes it my fourth favorite of the <laughs> Hammer Frankenstein movies. The only one that I don't have is Horror of Frankenstein and like I've never even seen it, but most people say that it's easily the worst one if for no other reason than the fact that Peter Cushing isn't even in it. I rewatched West Craven's Swamp thing for the first time in quite a long time. I've still not seen that one. It's really very entertaining. Uh it's it's kind of ahead of its time in that aside from like the 60s Batman movie and the first two Superman movies, it like was one of the first comic book movies ever made. Oh, okay. Really? Yep. It How how old is it? It's from like 83.
1: Okay, wow.
3: I didn't I didn't I
1: actually have never seen that movie.
3: It takes a very Either very back... horror movie approach. Uh it's it's fairly violent for a PG movie. You also get to see Adrian Barbeau's tits. Yay! I remember
1: my friend actually had a swamp thing like action figure when we were kids.
3: That was from the Kenner toy line slash cartoon. There were there was only oh. one episode of the cartoon, but that was still enough to like launch a huge toy, toy? line. Yeah. Really?
1: Yeah, I bet you that thing's worth money. I wonder if he's still got it.
3: Swamp Thing rules. It uh, like the supporting cast is pretty horror, like most of the cast in general. Ray Wise, Adrian Barbeau, uh, David Hess. I forget the bald guy from Don't Answer the Phone and Dark Man's name, but he's in it too. Bald guy. And it's it's like you know it's a man in a rubber suit type monster movie. Yeah, with a pretty hilariously bad epic final battle between two men in rubber suits. Nice. <laughs> yeah, it's not a good movie, but it's it's really entertaining. Doesn't have to be good to be fun. Exactly. <clears throat> I rewatched my favorites of the Blind Dead movies, Return of the Evil Dead, the second Blind Dead movie. I actually have those on my list to watch this ha- before this Halloween is up. Those are really great. There's four of them. They're by a Spanish director named Armando Osuario... They're basically about an actual factual group of assassin knights that, like, just, they basically killed people for the Catholic Church. They were called the Templar Knights. Yep. Yeah, they just, they were evil, murderous bastards. They raped and killed who knows how many people. But uh, these movies are about them if they were, like, undead, zombie-type Vampire things. That... <laughs> yeah, because isn't this what inspired uh, John Carpenter for The Fog? Yep, this one, Return of the Evil Dead, and its uh, follow up film, Ghost Galleon, were the primary influence for The Fog. Lots of stuff like the ghost knocking on the door and shit. That's from Return of the Evil Dead, and like all of the fog stuff and pirate aspect of The Fog is taken from Ghost Galleon. Our pirates. I rewatched the fourth. <laughs> blind dead movie as well night of the seagulls that one that that, that title man (laughs) it's a stupid title but like blind it makes the night of the seagulls it makes sense because like in the movie there are seagulls flying around and shrieking at night while the templars are like doing their you know their dirty business and it obviously that doesn't happen so it freaks everybody in this coastal village out they don't know what to make of it
2: Huh.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I guess I'll know more once I actually watch the movies because I, I've never seen any of the Blind Dead movies, and that's like on my list to knock out over this. Month. The
3: second and fourth ones are the best. The first one is the next best one, and then Ghost Galleon is like easily the least good. The first hour of Ghost Galleon is like fucking pulling teeth. Yeah, is that
0: that's the third one, Ghost Galleon?
3: Yeah. Okay, those movies come in like the coolest. Fucking box set of all time. Oh though. yeah, the, the coffin. Old, yeah, the coffin. The uh, the DVD box set for the coffin Joe movies comes in a coffin too. And oh nice. Is also very cool. That is cool. And the UK Phantasm box set comes in a Sentinel sphere, but yeah. like, you know? like you know, that's like out of my region, so unfortunately, that kind of got me in a Spanish horror movie mood. So I also watched a couple of Nashi movies. I watched Night of the Werewolf, which is like werewolf. Versus Countess Bathory. Oh nice. Lots of cool satanic themes. <laughs> yeah, because I
0: believe that might be on that Blu-ray collection of his that I have.
3: Actually. I'm sure it is. That's one of those his more popular movies. Um it's a lot like a hammer movie, but Spanish.
0: Yeah. I'm I'm cool with that 'cause I we did that uh which one did we do? Curse of the Devil. Yeah, Curse of the Devil. That I really liked that one. Yeah, that's so. a good
3: one. For <laughs> sure. And then I followed that up with another Nashi movie called Horror Rises from the Tomb. It's kind of like a kind of a reimagining of Baba's Black Sunday. Oh, really? Yeah, sort of. But it's significantly sleazier and more violent. Well, of course, it's Paul Nashi.
0: You gotta have at least more sleaze.
3: Yep. Uh, oh, I guess I don't need to talk about that since we're covering it tonight. <laughs> Uh, in preparation for the podcast, I obviously watched Night of the Demons, which made me want to watch Kevin Tenney's other big 80s horror film, Witchboard. I haven't seen that since I was like a teenager. I don't remember shit from it. Oops. I like Witchboard. I don't love Witchboard. I like Witchboard. Okay. Fair enough. That's Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty cool. And like every time I watch it, it grows on me a little bit. At, um, the acting is way better than Night of the Demons and the story is a little bit more like mature and unique not not quite just like a mashup of other things. It's also a movie that has been ripped off significantly by a lot of films since then. Has some cool violence in it. It's pretty cool. I would, you know, it's it's definitely worth a watch. It's it's not as good as Night of the Demons for me, but I would give it, like, a an 8 out of 10, maybe a 7.5 out of 10.
0: Oh, that's good enough for me to check
3: it out, though. Yeah. Foreshadowing. You can figure out what he rated Night of the Demons. <laughs> <laughs> and then I had, like, a little bit of a hammer kick today. I watched... The third and final of the Karnstein trilogy, Twins of Evil. That one is fucking fantastic. Super, super sleazy blend of vampire movie meets Witchfinder finder movie with Peter Cushing. Very cool stuff. Uh, Hammer movies always, especially from the seventies onward, had like some hot naked ladies in them. But this one has twins. It got it. Oh. Twins. Basil. Playboy twins. Play- yeah. Playboy playmate twins. Nice. I followed that up with the first film from the Karnstein trilogy, Vampire Lovers, which features quite a bit more nudity and Peter Cushing and Oh Peter Cushing's in that one? Yeah, he's in that one. Well he's in Twins of Evil too. Oh, okay. Grand Moff Tarkin. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) I followed that up with Countess Dracula, their vampire take on the Countess Bathory legend with Ingrid Pitt. More oh, nu- nice! Yeah, more nudity, more, I love more fangs, more blood. And lastly, uh, a really, really underrated Hammer film. This one didn't have any of the big names like Lee or Cushing or Pitt or anybody to push it, and it didn't have a big name director like Sangster or Fisher behind it. It just it was just a cool film and. Unique in the the Hammer canon, I guess the biggest name you could attach to it would be David Prowse. Oh, okay. Hmm. I don't know who that is. Darth Vader. I now know who that is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we definitely should do an episode on Hammer horror one of these days because I've I that is like one area of horror that I am lacking. That's why I tried at least watching one this last time.
3: But I could easily do like. A year's worth of episodes on Hammer. <laughs> I love Hammer. Yeah, because cool. I love the idea like of some of their films, and I just yeah, just never got around to seeing them for
0: some reason or another.
3: Vampire Circus rules. It's it has all of the sleaze and violence that you would expect from a seventies Ham Hammer film, plus the unique carnival setting, and it's just very cool. <laughs> nice. So Tib. Yeah. What have you been watching? Because you actually have a list of things or a well,
0: small list of things.
1: I don't I didn't have to write it down like Randy did because I've only watched like a handful of movies. Um I've obviously watched the movies we're gonna talk about here in a bit. So there's that. Uh watch something far beyond over at Randy's. We've been over that. From Beyond? Yeah. From Beyond. From oh. Beyond. Yeah, okay. That's what it's called. Uh we watched The Apostle the other day. I don't know if yes. that was, how was that. I enjoyed it. I liked it a lot, Um, and because it was a really good, rich story and a really cool setting, looks like a like a folk horror
3: movie. Yeah,
0: it's a folk. Yep, folk horror. Mm -hmm. It almost reminds me of like a darker version of Wicker Man. Yeah, that's what everybody keeps saying. And yeah, it's really, I really enjoyed it. The acting is spot on. Has Dan Stevens and Martin Sheen.
1: Yep, for like a straight to Netflix movie or whatever it is, it was. It was real. Yeah,
0: well, nuts. Netflix has been pumping out some pretty awesome stuff lately. Like yeah. they they got the money to do it now. Yeah, they just I guess it. they do. Yeah, and that. Yeah, what would you score that? Out of curiosity. Uh,
1: me, I would probably give that a nine. Actually, yeah,
0: that's right where I'm at. Yeah, nine out of ten.
1: Uh, and that's I,
3: your that's, <laughs> that's your rating, though.
0: Yeah, Not, <laughs> it is. It is. But
1: <laughs> and then uh, I also uh, never actually had seen the the original Blade Runner, and I watched that the other day. That was a very good movie.
3: Blade Runner is good, but it's the, the the beginning was overrated. Yeah,
1: the beginning was very slow. Which so, version um, did you watch? Yeah, that's the thing, right? Yeah, yeah, this was the the director's cut, I'm assuming. I think that's what it was. I I don't know. I There's like
3: 12 it. different freaking versions. Yeah, <laughs> it's the one
1: that's out on 4K cuz I'm a sucker for 4K, so that's the one I wanted to watch.
3: Right. My big beef with Blade Runner <clears throat> is that everybody talks about its visual flair and how influential it was for sci-fi afterward, but Metropolis was made in the late 20s. Yeah,
1: the first ever science fiction movie. And yeah. Blade
3: Runner really just ate a lot I, of its I visual style from Metropolis.
1: Definitely had some solid critiques of it. Like, first of all, Harrison Ford's character was kind of a fucking asshole. Oh, he's a huge asshole. And he, like,
3: Harrison Ford almost always <laughs> plays an asshole. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Han Solo is an asshole, Indiana, Indiana Jones, Jones is an for.
1: asshole. And the movie tried too hard to be, like, a noir-type film with its, like slow motion scenes of the people getting gunned down with saxophones playing in the rain, you know? I'm just like, all right, that's a bit much. But honestly, I like the story. I'm a sucker for a good story, and I I kind of just got absorbed. Yeah, the
3: not- coolest things about Blade Runner are William Sanderson, the guy that plays like the pathetic little toy maker guy. Yeah, yeah, he was pretty cool. And <laughs> obviously Rutger Howard. Yeah, Rutger Howard
0: was the yeah. best. I actually Time have
3: never to- seen Blade Runner. Die. I want
0: more life. <laughs> that 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 is Fire. one. That is one of those movies that I just somehow overlooked when I was a young young kid. So I've just never gone back to re to visit it. Actually, so
1: yeah, it was dark overall. The movie itself is just real dark. I'm sure most people have already seen it. I'm just talking about old shit now. Hey,
0: it's the first time watched for you. So and it's a f- and I need to see it still. And so. I gotta say the
1: 4K transfer, the 4K HDR transfer, that's pretty.
0: I bet. Yeah, I <laughs> bet it's
1: gorgeous. Yeah. And you can see all the really shitty special effects and crappy CRTs that they thought we were still going to be watching in the future.
0: Right. Well, no. God damn it. What go. else did you watch? I forgot. <laughs> well, there's two right there. Oh. Uh,
1: Yeah, thanks for reminding me, Scott. Cause yep. I forget things.
0: Because we watch these together, so I'll uh, let you talk. We watch Ernest Scared Stupid. All right. Yeah. I
1: uh, fucking
0: Ernest. love that movie.
1: Ernest is awesome.
0: Miak! You didn't think I could find it, did you?
3: <laughs> Pure Bulgarian Miak. I have a bumper Ernest.
0: sandwich, booger lips.
3: Yeah, there's like something fundamentally wrong with a person that can't appreciate Ernest. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Adam it, Thomas, I'm talking to you. Uh,
1: somebody doesn't like Ernest? That's oh, well,
0: yeah, uh... not unlike life. Man. <laughs> He reviewed it on a podcast. No, he was just talking smack about it the whole time. I'm going. We. we I. I just, then again, you know. Ernest, well, how this old was like is my he? Around my age. Oh, really? Yeah.
1: Man. Well, that's that's disappointing. Hard, how can you How can you not like him? And uh also, I watched uh the Big F by Rock Bottom Video. Oh my
0: god, that movie was so fucking entertaining. <laughs> I, I'm
1: pretty sure they they actually probably made it on, like, a $50 budget or, or something. It, it was...
0: Yeah, it was less than Troma-style <laughs> budget.
1: Oh, yeah, it was for, for... But some of the characters were great.
0: That yeah. starred uh, Nathan Rummler and Sadie Tate. Yeah, yeah,
1: and then the, the director actually was in the movie as well. I can't remember his name right yeah, now.
0: Yeah, I can't off the top of my head. Dang
1: guy, I'm sorry, but you were probably one of the funniest people in the whole movie, so.
0: Yeah, especially watching the behind-the-scenes stuff afterwards with, uh, like, what he was trying to do for the TV. Yeah, yeah,
1: <laughs> they, they pulled it off pretty well for... Well, no, actually, the movie was horrible, but it was... It entertaining was, horrible, yeah. They weren't trying for like an Oscar, I swear. Like, he did, so, no, I mean, they just had fun with it, and it was, yeah,
0: cool. it was basically a Bigfoot that just uh terrorizes these people yeah, in a subdivision, it's but, a but it's like neighborhood a
1: neighborhood s- just like killing people,
0: yeah. And it's just but it's just really silly. I it's love like, a good
1: Bigfoot movie, yeah.
2: Well,
0: it's not good, no, it's it's, oh. it's like bad, but it's entertaining, and they they know it's bad, that's I, what makes I think it entertaining,
1: it was, yeah. They're they're they filmed not far from here cuz it was it, they're a michigan based company.
0: Yeah. Uh actually Randy you would uh know them cuz they did uh Fang Boners. Oh, it's that guy. Yeah. yeah.
3: What else did
0: did they do that chubbies i they had something to do with chubbies i don't think they actually made it them i don't like i don't think that team did but they were involved somehow yeah they're they're i remember liking that one a lot
1: their newest film is like a christploitation
0: movie yeah Uh, gay for for prey Prey. (laughs) i actually haven't we haven't watched it yet
1: yeah it looks quite funny but i'm sure it pisses off a lot of people
0: yeah i can imagine but yeah that movie was a lot of fun and then there's like some funny short uh, short films afterwards yeah. oh, and yeah. trailers. They do
1: like, these little funny shorts at the end that were just great. What was the Robin Hood one? Yeah, I don't remember the name of the Robin
0: Hood one, but that one, <laughs> oh my god. Like Tim uh, and I were just in tears laughing because it yeah. was just so ridiculous. If you guys are listening
1: <laughs> or if anybody ever gets a chance to meet these people, tell them to make that if they haven't already considered it because that was great.
0: Yep, so yeah, anybody that's interested check out the Big F, Fang Boners, Chubbies, uh, Beyond the Valley... Uh, there's a couple others they've done, but I haven't watched them yet, but yeah, yeah they rock, are just entertaining. Rock slug. bottom
1: video. You can find them. Rock bottom yeah, rock
0: video. Rock bottom video. Which is
1: I just love the fact that their production company that uses the word video in their name. Right. Like I guarantee Well, Rock Bottom and yeah. Video. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 yeah. They're they're not there's there's no need to have high expectations going into those.
0: Yeah, that it was fun though. I, I I'm quite happy to own that. I guess I can jump into what I've been watching. I've got a decent-sized list, too. Um, but uh, I guess the first one I'll bring up is my first-time watch of Cannibal Ferox.
2: Oh, yeah, what <laughs> <laughs>
0: Speaking of genital mutilation earlier.
3: They cut off his genitals with a machete.
2: Um, Dude. No,
3: wait. They tied him to a stake, and they cut off his genitals with a machete, and... Wait, what is the... Now I can't remember the line. Aww. I can't remember it either off the top of my head. I don't know. They cut off his genitals and eat him.
0: Yeah. They cut off his... Aww. Yeah, because this is basically an old school 80s Italian cannibal film.
3: Yeah, it's uh, it's Lindsay's answer to Diodato's cannibal holocaust, holocaust. And it's... I mean, it's pretty close to being the same movie, but a little more over the top in every avenue. Yeah, I, th- I swear there was even
0: more like real animal killings in that one too.
3: Oh. Yeah, it's uh
0: <laughs> yeah, that that part was a bit sad. That's
3: the really unfortunate um aspect of the cannibal films is the cruelty to animals part. Yeah,
0: like when I watched Cannibal Holocaust, uh I have that uh Grindhouse Blu-ray which you can watch it without the animal violence, which I think that's an awesome addition that you can just, you know, watch it without it. But, you know, I had to watch it In its original format for my first time. Sure.
3: Yeah, you gotta see it all.
0: Yeah, you gotta see exactly what everyone was talking about. But from here on out, I won't need to watch that again. I can just watch the one without the animal death. And I believe that's probably the same thing with the Cannibal Ferox for Grindhouse 2. I wouldn't be surprised. But yeah, I ended up watching that one on Shudder. Because, unfortunately, I my, I think I missed my chance on that one on Blu-ray from Grindhouse.
3: Oh, really? Yeah. It's one of the few of those that I upgraded. I don't know why I chose that one, but...
0: Yeah, because I'm missing that one, and then uh, I Drink Your Blood, I think, are the two that I do not have.
3: Huh. Uh, but... I have all of those original Grindhouse DVDs. Yeah, so I remember you had them on DVD. It's part of why I didn't upgrade many of them. Uh, next up, I ended up watching another fir-
0: uh, first-time watch. And, actually, Tim watched this one with me, too, uh antiviral that's a good one with uh david cronenberg's son as the director yeah, brandon and cronenberg I
3: remember that yeah
0: he was the one that uh was selling the celebrity diseases to oh, people yeah. that were obsessed fans and
3: fuck that, that was a weird uh, movie. ginger kid that's in that movie yeah he was in get out yeah he's in he's in a bunch of good stuff he's pretty good he's yeah. somebody to watch yeah, he's he played such a creepy dude in this
1: he was on heroin the whole time
2: yeah i mean (laughs) he looked like he was i
1: don't know if he really was but man he definitely was either either that or he got himself the flu and just like had like pneumonia and the flu like the whole fucking time yeah or
0: just the makeup department's that amazing
3: i've been really anxiously awaiting another brandon cronenberg movie because that was a really strong debut but is that his only film yeah he hasn't done anything since then that i'm aware of yeah because i really enjoyed that i think i ended up on my
0: letterbox i ended up giving that uh 4 out of 5, so I'd probably be about an 8.5 out of 10, the way I score things. I'd Mm -hmm. probably
3: give it an 8 or an 8.5. It's a good one.
0: I really enjoyed it. And then, this was kind of funny, I had to watch it, because we were going to review this for our first ever movie review, and that was 420 Massacre. (laughs) It's actually on Hulu, of all
3: places. (laughs) So
0: I was like, well, fuck it, I'm gonna watch it and see. It wasn't that bad, it actually, like, the stoners in it were... Ugh, just stereotypical stoners. Yeah, but But like some of the kills were pretty awesome. There's a a bong kill that like reminiscent of Terror Firmer style bong kill through the throat and all that. Right. And yeah, they're uh, just a fun slasher in the woods. The the uh, villain in the twist is very predictable, but you know, slashers for the most part. Are very predictable because they have a four yeah, it's reel. all
3: been done before,
0: but it was still fun i would i wouldn't say it was great, but I'd probably give it about a six point seven five it was you know entertaining i don't know if I'd ever say I'd go out and buy it, but it was yeah fun uh then I decided to watch because uh, I'm doing a lot of these for the thirty one days horror movie challenge on the twenty two shots of moods and horror podcast. And they have certain criteria to meet. That's why I watched Cannibal Ferox, because it was a cannibal film. And I needed to watch an Umberto Lenzi film. Right. So uh, one of them was I needed to watch a movie where the cell phone didn't work. And I was having a hard time. I'm like, I know there's like a billion movies where this happens. But I was having a hard time thinking of one. Then Tim helped me out by doing some research. Hills Have Eyes remake. So I decided
3: to rewatch that. It's a good one. Yeah, that's one of those remakes that, yeah, it's really good i definitely one of the better modern remakes for sure yeah because there are some very
0: uncomfortable scenes in that especially like the initial attack on the yeah in the RV. yeah
3: that some brutal elements to that i still like the original better but it's a good remake haven't seen yeah. either of them <laughs> yeah, they are both good like
0: sure. in the sequels to both of them not so good yeah because I didn't like the sequel to the original Hills Have Eyes and then the remake one
3: was not good at all. Yeah, no, neither one of those are any good.
0: Uh, and then I watched uh, a Shudder exclusive called Satan's Slaves. That You watched most of that with me, I think, Tim. That was the Indonesian horror film where it was uh, a mother that is a musician passes away and like her children are just kind of coping with everything that's happening, but then you find out that the reason her mother was a famous musician is because she made a pact with, with this cult and devil. And... Cult. Yep, yeah, it's another cult film. Like cult. I, This is when I ended up making that post where I was saying I noticed 2018 films have a cult theme, which I'm all
3: for. So many cults.
0: But a lot of people were giving this one high praise. It was almost very cliche, typical, like, haunted house style horror until the cult came in. And even then it wasn't enough to save it for me. I ended up giving that like a six out of 10. It wasn't terrible. It was shot really well and everything, but just was, I was, it was losing my attention, but it, yeah, it was still, you know, it's worth a watch if you're into that type of film.
1: And Scott found out that in certain parts of Asia, they have squatty potties.
0: Oh yeah. Never knew about that. What? I,
2: he didn't ever do that? He
0: didn't I'm a that. dumb American. I didn't know that shit.
3: Okay.
2: <laughs>
3: Weird, but, huh, yeah.
0: Oh, and Tim, there was another one that you, you and I watched. Ghostbusters.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because wasn't that the 4K or? Da-da-da-da. Of course it was.
3: Yeah. yeah. It's a great one.
1: It is a fantastic movie. So, so cool. I watched that so many times when I was a kid. I wore the VHS tape out. Yep. granted it was i think the abc recorded version which had a bunch of other weird scenes and stuff taken out and stuff like that but i watched that sucker so many times
0: yeah the movie's great it's a 10 out of 10 for sure
3: mm-hmm. yeah uh, probably top 10 comedy
0: yeah and i'm at, like i've started watching more of those like 80s comedies over the last 2 years and i'm going to be a man and admit it when we were on the horror drunks I said I fucking couldn't stand Bill Murray for most of the most of his films. You and Ken gave me shit about that, and after watching some of these old '80s comedies that he was in, I haven't watched much newer stuff. I take that back now. Yeah,
2: Bill, Murray's like I was wrong.
0: Awesome man, yeah, he was great. For some reason, I just had a total dislike for him, and I'm not sure why. I, uh, yeah, I. I... I,
2: well, he, he always
3: kind of plays a cocky asshole. Yeah,
0: right. But I, I don't think it was that. I, I'm not sure what it was. Like, I just think maybe the movies he was in, I at the time just didn't like.
3: Even his bad
1: movies were still pretty good.
0: Yeah, now I'm re- you know slowly rewatching some of these, and yeah, I definitely take it back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My bad. <laughs>
3: Bill Murray's great. Uh, and well, then, he was great. I mean,
0: no, yeah, he like not that good nowadays. No,
1: okay. He's still Bill Murray, though, so he can swing by the show anytime he wants and be a guest.
3: As a person, he's he seems pretty cool, but he's yeah. like...
1: Come on over, Bill Murray, we'll discuss your new
3: movies Resumes. and how we can make you better. And then uh, <laughs>
0: uh, next, this one's become a tradition since it came out uh, for the Halloween season, and that's Tales of Halloween. Hmm? That's the f- really fun anthology. That was when I was carving oh, oh. pumpkins. You were you watched, like I think, the last story with me or something.
1: I, I watched some of it, yeah. Pumpkin, I don't really remember anything about it. Pumpkin was eating people. That's what I remember.
3: Yep, that was the final <sighs> segment. I remember watching it and being like, huh. Was okay. that the one
1: with the the kid that met the devil? Yep. No, I've like totally forgotten okay. that. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Yeah, there was many little... bit he, like, He's like driving, he stole a car and he's just like running kids over out, trick-or-treating and shit like that. That was pretty funny.
3: Was Stuart Gordon in it for like two seconds or something? Uh, yep. Okay. And Mick
0: Garris and like a couple, like they were all in one segment. Right, yeah, that's really all i remember yeah it's it's worth a watch it's on netflix so you know it's been on there for a while so yeah definitely give it a watch because it's, it's uh you know it's 10 movies in an anthology and of course like all the anthologies it's going to be hit or miss with a lot of the stories and i'd say there's more hits than misses on this for sure
2: huh, cool
0: uh then a uh, first time watch for me was a uh Vincent Price and Boris Karloff starred... Uh, the Raven? Uh, nope.
3: Comedy of Terrors. Oh, Comedy of Terrors. Oh. That's a good one. That was, it was such a fun movie. Peter Lorre's in that one, too, yeah? Uh,
0: yes, yes, he is. Yeah, yes. yeah but I only remembered Boris Karloff, like, just from reading the, like, uh, synopsis or whatever it was.
3: <laughs> yeah, that one's fun. Yeah. Old school.
0: Yeah, and I got it on that Vincent Price Blu-ray collection, and it, yeah, it just looks so good, and... Yeah, that was, like, I was in the mood for a Vincent Price film, and there's, you know, a few that I haven't seen on that collection yet, so I decided to, like, watch that one, because I plan on finishing those off, too, here some, sometime soon. But, yeah, I'd give that one probably about an
3: 8.5 or 9 out of 10. I like The Raven a little more, as far as, like, Price and Karloff working together, but Comedy of Terrors is really good.
0: Yeah, that one, I, I'm yeah, I'm glad I watched it. Um, next was a 70s, uh, was it, Euro film called <laughs> The Baba Yaga. Oh, Baba Yaga? Yeah. Baba yeah, that Yaga. one's okay. I haven't seen that in a long time. I decided to watch it because it was on Shutter, and yeah, it wasn't too bad, actually. It
3: was one of the first Blue Underground movies that I bought. Uh, I don't even have it anymore. I don't know what the fuck happened to it. I didn't even know Blue Underground released it.
0: Yeah. But yeah, that, I enjoyed it for what it was. I I wouldn't rate it highly because it's probably one that I won't ever really it's come back to. It's kind of a to.
3: typical Euro, lesbian horror film. There were just so many of those coming out then. Right.
0: And I think that's like one of two that I've seen from that era. <laughs> uh, and then next, since you were watching uh, the Hammer Horror films, I ended up getting inspired and checking out Dracula Has Risen from the Grave.
3: It's a good one.
0: I wanted to see, like, I wanted to start chronologically in order, but I don't have you know, all the Christopher. No. So I started with that one, uh, but holy shit, that was impressive, because that was the first time watch for me. Yeah. Huh. And Christopher Lee
3: is Dracula. Like it is that the one where he falls through the ice at the end? No. Is that the one where he gets impaled on the cross at the end? I think yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he How dies he... in
0: many ways. <laughs> you can't the...
3: Dracula It's Dracula. I, I, uh, I mix up. All of the middle ones of those, like I mix up Taste the Blood of, Risen from the Grave, and Prince of Darkness, all of those for some reason. Okay. The only ones that, like, I that stick out definitively in my mind are Horror of Dracula and Scars of Dracula, and then, like, the, a couple of the later ones just because of how absurd they are, like AD 1972, because it throws it into the modern age and oh, it's kind of yeah. hard to forget that one. And then uh, Satanic Rites also yeah. does that. Yeah, because I have that one, but I think that one was right after Dracula's
0: Risen from the Grave. So mm-hmm. I was trying to watch what I had, and I I need to get the rest of them for sure. But uh, that one reminded me, actually, like, it seemed to have, like, a bit of uh, the following of Bram Stoker's novel there, like, with... Uh, the way he would, like, stand outside the window and lure over the priest's daughter to let him in, and right. then he comes in and bites her and then comes back the next day. Like, that was, like, totally Bram Stoker's Dracula right there.
3: <laughs> sure, yeah. I mean, all of those, all of the Hammer Dracula movies take from the, the source novel a little bit.
1: Yeah, you it's, think Until they,
3: they get later on in the series and get absurd, like, Satanic Rites and AD 72. Yeah, so that- I need to find the rest
0: of those, and, like, well, I just need to get all the Hammer Horror films, just slowly but surely, just start adding them to my collection.
3: There's a bunch of them.
0: I know. Like, at least the ones that I would ask you for recommendations on which ones I should get, like the Frankenstein ones I would have to get.
3: I've been buying them for years, and I still need probably 20 of them. Oh, damn. (laughs) Gee.
0: (laughs) Uh, The next, I brought it up earlier in the news, but watched Pet Cemetery, and yep. It still has its uh, creepiness and dread. Yeah, the main characters are not great acting-wise, but, you know, Zelda and Gage and Judd, like we were talking earlier, just phenomenal in that film. And, yeah, still to this day has that, like, looming sense of dread over top of the family that just kind of gets in your skin. It's, I don't
3: know, it's like a 50-50 movie for me.
0: Yeah, I'd still give it about an eight out of ten for me. Never seen like, it. Like I, I love it still. Like even with the bad
3: acting and all, it's I might cheating. give it like a, I might give it a seven, but I'd probably lean towards like a six and a half.
0: No, and I'm kind of like I think I'd still give uh, Pet
3: Cemetery Two. I would give that about the same rating. That one like, I'd I give like it. them about I'd give that one an eight. I love that movie. It's a lot more like unfriendly and mean spirited. Yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, and then next up. Uh, I'm doing a little self-plug here, but... God
0: damn, you guys watch a lot of movies. Yeah, but I only got three more left. <laughs> and it's Halloween, so we had to, like, yeah, we're, oh, we're no, just I'm doubling not, up. I'm
3: not surprised, that's all. <laughs> I don't have a life anymore, so you're, the, my what-have-you-been-watching list is probably just going to be really long from now on. Fair enough. But yeah, I'm uh, going to be a guest host. By the time you guys hear this, it'll, the
0: episode will probably be out, but it's on the podcast Double Edge, Double Bill, where they choose two bad movies and two good movies. Of a certain theme, and then they uh, one they put them in a order of one through ten, and their guest has to pick a number between one and ten, and the closest number is what movie they watch, for both a good and a bad. And this was the episode I joined them on was a Sam Raimi episode, oh, and fun. yeah, and it uh, the good movie that was picked was Randy's going to hate this, but Drag Me to Hell. That's the good movie. Yep, and. Adam's choice on bad movie
3: was Darkman. That's fucking <laughs> absurd. <laughs> Darkman is one of four good movies that Sam Raimi ever made, and Drag Me to Hell is not one of the other three. <laughs> well, Adam wasn't happy with either choice because he was, he didn't like Drag Me to Hell either. But that was Thomas Evil good Dead, pick. Evil Dead Two, Darkman, Simple Plan.
0: Yeah, that's I, it. I still need to see Simple Simple Plan, but ah, uh, but yeah, that was a lot of fun. I recorded that last night and. Yeah, I, I enjoy both movies. Like, Drag Me to Hell has its fun moments. It's not good. No. Like, it's not terrible, but it's... No,
3: it's, it's terrible. It's enjoyable. <laughs> it's not. It's not good, but it's not. It's terrible. not enjoyable. It's enjoyable. All You're... of the cool plot points from that movie are lifted from a 1950s British horror film called Night of the Demon. Well, everything's lifted from something nowadays. That's not true. This, these, this is like fucking borderline plagiarism. <laughs> Well, I haven't seen Night of the Demon, so I can't
0: Night of the Demon but... is
3: about a sorcerer that puts a curse on someone by slipping a piece of paper with a spell on it in their pocket. And then the only way that they can get the hex off of themselves is to get it like slip it back to them. Does it sound it's, familiar to you? It's very similar. Yeah. But I, I either way, I still
0: enjoy it. Stop it. And Darkman, I still enjoy, <laughs> though I have a lot of issues with Liam
3: Neeson. No way, Darkman rules.
0: Like it is, but oh my god, Liam Neeson's acting is so fucking bad in this. No, oh no.
3: man. It's, it's appropriately campy. He's supposed to it's supposed to be like a send up of sixties Batman. I
0: know, but holy shit, dude. Like the scene where his assistant gets killed and his reaction to that was fucking laughable. It was so fucking bad.
3: <laughs> well, then you you should see Darkman two and three.
0: I, I know. I I have them on DVD, and I <laughs> they're not I they're mean. not bad. They're I heard they're entertaining, but they're
3: Darkman two is
0: okay. But uh, I still love Liam Neeson's little crazy rant when he talks to the cat and like you. What
2: am I, circus freak?
0: You? <laughs> Look at me, I'm a circus freak. Look it have a fucking cloud. <laughs> Uh, But, yeah, so hopefully uh, that episode will be out by the time this one is released, and you guys can check that out. Uh, But then, the last film I ended up watching is my favorite Gialli, and that is Tenebrae.
3: Yeah, that's my favorite one, too.
0: Argento's freaking masterpiece. Like, Suspiria is
3: up there, but I love Tenebrae more. Me too. It's a top ten horror movie for me. The, uh, The shift in the middle... Where, like, the killer gets killed, and you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. Twist! <laughs> what a twist.
1: And spoiler.
0: But, yeah, it's it's uh, just, like, the way it was filmed, the
3: tracking shots, and just the... Savagely violent. Yeah, the violent kills. The score, that fucking... That score is... Fucking incredible. That crazy crane scene on the outside of the the lesbian couple's house that, like, starts on one side of the house and goes all the way around to the other side. And then goes up. In the window and, like... Lesbian crane? What? No. (laughs) The the crane shot in the lesbian couple's house.
0: Oh. Yeah, crane as in, like, the camera like on a crane. Yeah, yeah, no, I get it. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah. Uh, That one, I believe I give it a 10 out of 10, if I remember correctly, when I were, like... Put 10 out of 10 for me. Yep. My favorite film.
1: Haven't seen it.
0: But now, after our long, exhaustive what we've been watching list, it is now time. Well, before we jump into that, we're going to take a quick break and then we will come back with Randall's Tunes from the Crypt.
1: Yay, a break.
4: I want to put my request. Make me as Freddy Krueger. Can you do that? Maybe instead of the voices, what if we tried to like write a skit, develop a whole thing, and we have a backstory and. But well, I don't know. That might be kind of too long. So. But like
3: screeching cars and explosions and fireworks and. Yeah, and yeah. Well
4: what about? I ins- like it. Maybe instead of you know doing a filter, we could just like reach out to Robert England himself, and maybe Ooh. he can you know just record a promo for us sometime. Do you think? I, I mean, I, we might I, have to like raise some money.
3: We can do a Kickstarter, and we could just throw it out to like. Like Robert England and you know, sure, just sure. just all kinds of actors and, and I think people will do that. I think. Sure.
4: Why not? Well, you know what, I don't know. Maybe we're overthinking this whole thing. How about if we just tell people where to find us? I like that. You can find us at Who Will Survive on iTunes, Stitcher, on the Legion Podcast Network, and on the Raw Live and Unedited Podcasting Network. Also on Facebook and Instagram under the same name. Oh wait, can we do
3: it? Underwater uh, with that, piranhas killing me. That would kind of be brutal.
4: And if that doesn't work, then you can do the regular promo. All right. Well, just get in the water and I'll go get some fish. All right. Cool.
3: So, for this week's installment of Tunes from the Crypt, I'm going to be covering Britain's Cathedral. They were formed in nineteen eighty-nine by Lee Dorian and Gaz Jennings from the ashes of Napalm Death, like from from that lineup of Napalm Death anyway, the uh, the From Enslavement to Obliteration lineup of Napalm Death. Basically almost all left, and then the band was pretty much completely new on the next record, except for Shane Embury. So Lee Dorian was in the fastest band in the world, Napalm Death, and he decided he wanted to be in the slowest band in the world. And he formed Cathedral with a few of his buddies and they kind of took what earlier 80s doom bands like St. Vitus and Trouble and Candlemas were doing, but made it even slower and heavier and like borderline death doom, kind of like what Dream Death or Sempaternal Death Rain were doing right around the same time. It's like, the first album is crushingly slow and heavy. What was the name of the first album? Was it just self-titled? Forest of Equilibrium.
0: Ooh, oh, oh. That's the one that I actually, that, I found two of them at a pawn shop, and that's one of them that I found. And, yeah. At the time, I couldn't get into it because it was so slow, but yeah. I did enjoy, like, as I got older, I enjoyed it more. Like really listening to, it.
3: to this day, that album is still in my top ten albums of all time. Uh, they didn't really start having a horror theme until their third full-length album when um, Flint, Michigan native and Repulsion founder Scott Carlson joined the band on bass. Pretty crazy that some dude from Flint wound up in one of the biggest doom metal bands in the world touring all over the place. Like an English band. Yeah, an yeah English, that's awesome. An English band that toured you know, Europe and America and all over the place. He kind of brought a horror thing to the table. Um, He wrote the lyrics for their first Blind Dead-themed song, Night of the Seagulls, and they did one of the hit singles from the album he was on, Carnival Bizarre, is Matthew Hopkins' Witchfinder General. That that's, song. That's the name of the song, Matthew Hopkins, Which Find Your General. Yeah. Oh, nice. I didn't realize that. But uh, that song had a music video. It went on to have its own maxi single with a few other new tracks on it. Oh, that's cool. Yep. And then at almost every album after that point, even though Scott left the band after that tour, had at least one horror-themed song on it. Like uh, Supernatural Birth Machine has Nightmare Castle. and. Caravan, being Caravan Beyond Redemption has Captain Clegg. Nightmare Castle is a Antonio Margaretti gothic horror film with Barbara Steele. Captain Clegg is based on a Hammer pirate ghost movie called like yep. Night Terrors or something. I can't remember what, yeah, what it called. Caravan Beyond Redemption was the second album that I had. That's my least favorite cathedral, but it's still. I would still give it a 7.5 out of 10. And, and uh, I remember liking it
0: I liked
1: just about I a month. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah.
1: I know, I've heard of them in the past a few times before. They've been around for, like you said, a long time.
3: Oh, yeah. That album also features a song about the Omega Man. Oh, nice. Mega Man? <laughs> Omega Man. <laughs> the second film adapted from the immortal Richard Matheson's I Am Legend. Uh, and then after that, they did a couple of more Blind Dead songs. There's one called Templars Arise and one called Ghost Ship of the Blind Dead. And on what is arguably their most ambitious album, The Guessing Game, it's a dual album that's like an hour and a half long. There's a song called Edwidge's Eyes. It's about Edwidge Finetch. Oh, nice. Yeah. She was. Yes, yeah, she was. So, Cathedral is... They started off, their first album is borderline, like, death, doom, mostly. It's it's doom metal, but it's incredibly, incredibly heavy, crushing doom metal. And then after that, uh, Ethereal Mirror retains some of that sound, but kind of shifts a little bit towards stoner doom. And then after that, Supernatural Birth Machine and Caravan Beyond Redemption. And just those two albums are very stoner doom after that they shifted more into like their prior doom metal roots on like End Time and 7th Coming and Garden of Unearthly Delights is a really great like late catalog entry it's probably my second favorite Cathedral album honestly And it's pretty rare for a band to release an album that late in their career that winds up being that good (laughs) they unfortunately broke up uh, like Four years ago now, I think. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, but they, like, they planned it. They, you know, they, they announced that they were going to break up. They said, we're doing one last album, and then we're going to be done. And they released The Last Spire. Scott Carlson came back to play bass on that album. Oh, nice. Pretty awesome. It's, it's, it's a lot of
1: work to be in a band, man.
3: It's also really, really great. Uh, fucking... Probably an 8 out of 5, if not a 9, or an 8 out of 10, if not a 9 out of 10. So a good send-off, then. Yeah, it's. I would put it in my top 5 Cathedral albums. It's really great. Highly recommend the band if you're into doom metal, or, like, any Children of Black Sabbath, or whatever. Now I'm gonna put you on the spot, but what, what song are we listening to right now? Oh, I didn't even really pick a song. We're listening to that one. Yeah, that I one. suppose... We should probably do Matthew Hopkins, Witchfinder General. <laughs> Just cause. Yeah. yeah, it's not like indicative or representative of most of their sound. It's kind of upbeat and a little happier than you would expect it to be, but it's also very catchy. So, yeah, that's what you're listening to. It's on the third album, Carnival Bazaar. Nice. I would suggest listening to Forest of Equilibrium, even though that one is not like horror-themed whatsoever. That's easily their best album.
0: Yeah, I want to go back and re-listen to it now, because, like I said, I found it at a pawn shop not knowing anything about them. I just loved their artwork on their CDs, because all of
3: their albums have some awesome artwork. Yeah, the artwork is fantastic. The cover artist, Dave Patchett, has done almost all of their album covers, except for 7th Coming, I think. I don't think he did that one, but... The covers are always huge, very, like, Uranimus-Bosch-style, busy, lots of stuff happening.
0: Yeah. that Yeah, that that's exactly what attracted me to them, because, you know, I, that's how I found new bands was by their artwork at times. Like, you know, sometimes that was a hit or miss, but
3: <clears> like
0: <throat> at that time I wasn't sure if I liked them until later on as I got older.
3: Other than Black Sabbath, uh, Cathedral Forest of Equilibrium is the finest doom metal album ever recorded. Nice. Ah, cool. So yeah, listen to Cathedral, composers. Listen to them.
0: All right, so I guess we can jump into our featured reviews, and we will start off
2: with Night of the Demons. A spooky, deserted mansion. Halloween night. All right, dudes! And do Let's party! Ten kids. All they want to do
3: is raise a little hell. Now, as long as they live, they'll
2: wonder... What's gotten into them?
3: Night of the Demons.
4: Blessed be the sinners, for the Day of Atonement is at hand. Stop
2: looking at me! Ah! We're gonna get out of here. no, Yes, yes, no, Yes, yes, no. Of the Demons Party till you drop.
3: So, the first film that we're covering tonight is 1988's Night of the Demons by Kevin Tenney, also notable for having directed Witchboard. This uh, film has quite a lot of effects artists. I, I didn't really recognize any of their names, but the effects are very cool. The score is very cool, it's done by Tenny's brother, Daniel, yep. or David, or fucking, I don't know, something. Oh. Yeah, that, that score is great. Yeah, I didn't know that, yeah, I liked it. The, the opening credits are especially very cool with like the animation and that score playing over top of them. Yeah, that's
0: very unique and very fitting of the era.
3: So, Night of the Demons is about a group of kids that don't want to go to their lame Halloween school dance, and they decide to have their own little party at the local urban legend place, Hull House, which is, like, a funeral home that's been closed for years and has, you know, an infamous story behind it, and And blah, 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 demons, and yada, yada, yada. This movie is basically kind of a mashup (laughs) of the haunting and The Legend of Hell House, and Hell Knight, and Evil Dead. Yeah. (laughs) If you take all of those movies and throw them in a blender, you kind of get Night of the Demons. Not to be confused with Night of the Demon from 1980 with the killer dick-ripping Bigfoot, or (laughs) Night of the Demon from 1953, I think, from Great Britain, which was what Drag Me to Hell ripped off. Okay. So... These kids go to this house and, like, typical horror movie haunted house fashion it's horrible things have happened here blah 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 the dude did bad stuff and now there are demons there because of it
1: yeah and they're gonna dance around uh, 80s pop music get drunk and have sex in random rooms
3: and they decide
2: to have
3: uh, <laughs> yep. a past life seance i think they call it yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah where they all sit around and look into this mirror and some one of the girls sees a demon's face in the mirror and then it awakens the evil in the house well and she also sees like a foreshadowing of her death yeah her well. own death Yep. Uh the little shot right after that where <laughs> after the mirror breaks where they're all standing there and their faces are in the different shards of broken mirror. That was a cool shot. That's a really cool shot. That would have been hard to do. So the story it's you know it's yeah. pretty tried and true, nothing special happened in there. Uh the acting's not great. A lot of it's actually pretty bad like especially when they're like talking about the past of Hall House or whatever, <laughs> that Asian girl's like, it sounds like they have met a pretty gruesome end, huh? Or like, <laughs> <laughs> it's bad the the acting, but that's what that's its charm as yeah, well. Yeah, it's part of its charm. It is. It really is. Um, Linnea Quigley is yeah. sufficiently like sexy and bubblehead. Like she's 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 her bad acting is I assume intentional to a degree. But she's definitely in the mood for pork tonight. Yeah. <laughs> um, the main character, Angela, is pretty hot goth, babe, so that's fun. She's the main character? Well, she becomes like Angela, she's like the main... Like She's the, she's the franchise. Kruger. Yeah, she's the mascot, oh, oh, like the okay. franchise. Oh, yeah, because I forgot there's sequels and stuff. Yeah, yeah she's three the main heavy... Or, or three
1: altogether. That's a trilogy.
3: Some yeah. of the kills in this one are really cool uh lots of good violence and gore some interesting effects like the the lipstick through the tit yeah that effect is
0: really <laughs> cool like yeah very and interesting and cool that, idea and like
1: her boobs are like a little far apart and then scott was like yep far apart and then like because he knew cause yeah
3: he like- <laughs> well i was i was watching it with zach and cassie the other night and cassie's like her chest looks fake and then that. And I was yeah. like, yeah, it kind of does. But hold on a second.
0: Yeah, And that's why I told Tim. He's like, wow, oh, those look really far apart. I'm like, there's a reason for that. I mean, you know, still, she, you know, she does have, she did yeah, have the work implants. done.
3: But uh, the, the scene that you were talking about with Angela dancing around to the Baja scene yeah. uh, song is probably like the most well known scene from the movie. Yeah. Cause it's very just
0: trippy and like unnerving the way she's dancing also and she's like over here yeah like, the strobe light
2: here. yeah
1: kicks on yeah don't watch this movie if you have epilepsy no <laughs> just in like two scenes but still strobe lights what when when the fuck did those stop being a thing
0: like in, in the 80s i think yeah, probably yeah, pretty much yeah this is just <laughs> it, i i always like uh pull this one together with return of the living dead as like the punk rock horror film a genre from the eighties
3: <laughs> yeah it's a, it's a super it's like a fun party movie, you know it's cool body count movie, ten little Indians, you know one little two little three little Indians, yep one at a time they all one by one we will take you. <laughs> It is. It's very Evil Dead in a lot of ways. There's when the the evil in the house first wakes up and it like flies out of the crematorium and is making its way through the hallway. all of those shots are very Sam Raimi and Evil Dead. Yeah, very. And like, I mean, well, there's also like
0: a we can't ever. You can never forget the beginning with uh, Judy's little brother and the awkward comment he makes from popping out of the closet bodacious
3: boobs or yeah,
0: bodacious boobies sis it's like oh that that's just disturbing i mean i guess when you're a kid that age and your sister's that old and that developed i guess you might say something like that but that kid is
3: incredibly insufferable Uh, i hate him every time i watch the movie i cannot wait until he's done i know like i'm glad that
0: like he was in it for the beginning, and that—that's all he needed. Yep. Yeah. Just kind of for the—he needed to be the one to tell, uh, what's his name, Stu? Sal. Sal.
3: Yeah, he was. His whole function of the film is to tell the uh, the ex who's not invited to the party where the party is, <laughs> and talk about holy Italian stereotype. Yeah, he's yeah, he's practically Super Mario. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But somehow becomes the gentleman. I live in a classy house, you know, with plastic seat covers on the furniture. (laughs) He actually says
0: that. Yes, he does. (laughs) Uh, But surprisingly enough, you know, he comes off as an asshole, but he ends up being like the more heroic one of it.
3: And that's Um, like, the movie has its charms, you know, like the fucking, the Chad, his name's not Chad, Jay or whatever, but he's a Chad. Chad. He's a Chad. Oh, he's a total Chad. (laughs) He turns out to be like a complete fuck boy in a fucking Don Johnson coat and gets his eyes poked out. Yeah, I like that
2: scene. Stop looking at me! (laughs) I'm
1: all squishy. Yeah,
0: because that that scene was great, because that's like when you get the first true form of the demon, I believe, too, like, from Linnea Quigley's side anyways. And yeah, like uh, I'm good. Uh, but Angela, as the demon, is sufficiently creepy,
3: and she sounds like Doctor Claw. Yeah,
0: yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> she does. She What's does. The matter, Raj? Next time, gadget. next time, gadget. <laughs> uh, so, like,
3: one of the nice little touches of the movie is like after the Linnea Quigley character passes the demon to Angela, her cross neck uh earrings upside down yeah instantly inverted yeah because i told tim like watch those earrings did you notice something
0: (laughs) it was
1: fun
3: that was something that it took me a few like i never noticed that as a kid when i was watching it no not until the dvd release that anchor bay put out did i finally see that yeah i think it had to be pointed out to me
0: like either by you or someone else when i watched it but then ever since then it's like very noticeable
3: one of the nice little touches of the movie it's just like subtle and cool you know
0: yeah, and, the, like, uh, we were talking, like, the effects are really cool in the for, like, the gore or the practical effects, but then even the uh, scenes where you see Angela, like, coming down the hallway. Oh, where and, she's, like, floating? Yeah, that
3: effect yeah, that still looks really awesome. great and It's very effective. In fact, when we were watching it the other night, Zach even commented, like, on how he liked the way that she was floating down the hallway. Yeah, because it's... The way she's moving without actually using any
0: true momentum or any of her physical up tributes. It's a lot creepier. Like a spooky.
3: Kind of dreamlike and ethereal, <laughs> you know, to have something just moving at you. Yeah, floating. Yeah,
0: and then the house, uh, like, the hall house itself is just, like, really creepy and run down. Very cool sets, for sure. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> he jumps out the one window and he's like, oh, shit, uh...
0: Oh, and he had to climb back up yeah, after he jumped like, out. Well,
1: no wonder this one wasn't boarded up, because there's, like, who has a window to, like, a courtyard?
0: Yeah, and then, well, then, also, the other cool effect was, or the cool little thing was how the concrete wall, all no, of a the sudden, there disappears. is no gate anymore. Yeah, that's,
3: that's a really nice little touch. Yeah, it, like, just traps them in there and there. Yeah, they... I love the fact that the gate is just gone.
0: Yeah, just somehow the supernatural powers just said, yep, you're ours. But yeah, it has like you know Angela is the cheesy one-liner Freddy Krueger. You could definitely tell there's inspiration from that. but... Yeah,
3: a little bit, but it's it's not like over the top yet. Nightmare Five bad or
0: anything. Like I think she gets about that bad ter-
3: towards part three. Part three is very cheesy, but still it's still great. pretty enjoyable. Jesus, yeah. Like two I, I, is the I haven't seen two in a really long time. I need to revisit that one, but I just I acquired three on DVD like within the last year and watched. Yeah, and that it.
0: one's hard to find too. Yeah, because I got part two on Blu-ray and I watched it because we were prepping for Horror Drunks before all this stuff ha- right. like everything happened. And yeah, I still really enjoy that one too. Like all three of the films are great. The unfortunate part term. about
3: three is that the DVD is full screen. Oh, yeah, that does suck. It does, but, you know, you gotta do what you gotta do, I guess. For years, my only option to watch Return of the Living Dead was, like, edited, so... Right. What are you gonna do? Yeah, and then, uh, uh, I loved, uh, like, okay, there
0: was one thing I was gonna bring up that, like, was a minor complaint, is some of the people that get killed and get brought back as demons, they're... Their demon effects were <laughs> well, their just. Makeup yeah, is- yeah, it was the one not guy good. Just like
3: he looked like, just, like the coffin guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He just, just like, kind of like,
1: looked like. What's up? I only got one arm, yeah. Yeah, but I'm like, hey.
3: Yeah, like obviously
0: they put they spent all their budget on Linnea, and uh, I forget the girl who played Angela, but they focused on them and none of the others really. Like I don't know. Uh, Stooge had Stooge Stooge looks- some, but like he still didn't look demon. He almost looked more zombie
3: to me. Okay. Stooge is my favorite character me. in the movie. <laughs> he's, he's such a cool. fucking
0: asshole, but he's hilarious. He's...
3: Shut up, bitch! <laughs> you can't take this bitch anywhere! <laughs> <laughs> he's terrible.
0: Oh, he's a horrible human being, but at the same time, like, he's hilarious for this film. He's not as bad as fucking Jay the Chad. Uh, no, Jay's yeah. the worst. Yeah. He's... That, that guy is just a complete fucking scumbag, and it is kind of funny how... Judy is the main character, like, the main heroine. Right. But, man, is she just annoying.
3: Yeah. <laughs> you don't really feel too badly for Judy, because she's... Well, she spends a good part she's of She's badly movie. written. She's, like, yeah. helpless, and just, you know, she can't... She's always waiting for somebody to come fucking save her. And, like, the only time she finally does something is when they're in the crematorium, and she gets that gets gas pipe. Yeah. yeah. Once the only person... Like, once her and Roger are alone together. It They kind of switch roles and he becomes, like... The helpless one? Yeah. And that's, like, the only time in the movie where she's kind of a cool character up until that point. She's always waiting for, like, Jay or Sal or somebody to fucking help her or rescue her or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And that's uh, one of the, like, uh Tropes they decided to skip over was kill the African American
0: early on in a film. Right, like he is the survivor, but they unfortunately portray him as like a fucking chicken shit that's like hiding outside the whole time. Or <laughs> he's the fucking smart. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's smart and yeah. shit, yeah, but at the I, same time, his reaction—he's like
3: his reaction is the most natural and believable. If like, you're in a situation like that, I'm are you not just gonna like yeah. crumble into the fetal position? Your entire perception of reality has been shattered. You're surrounded by demons, and you're gonna die. I think I might have a moment myself, yeah. right? Well, I mean, I do got to give the give him props because, like, when the when they
0: start smelling the sulfur and everything like that, when like demon first appears and he's just going, "My daddy's a preacher, and he told me if this is not this is yeah, not he good, he's he like, out of here. here, he wanted out like
3: as soon as shit started getting weird, and that's what makes him the smart one. Yeah, but, like if he was really that smart, then he would have gotten two of the other people to come outside and, like, build a human pyramid to get him over the wall or something.
0: Right. Yeah. But no, he spent a lot of the time, like, just, just kind of hiding, hiding in the car. car which, the had, like,
3: Exodus stickers. Yeah, hiding in, in Angela's the- car with the Exodus sticker in the window.
0: <laughs> I pointed that out to Tim and I'm like, Randy appreciates that right there. I mean,
3: yeah, I saw it. The, bo- like, Stooges' boombox had some cool stickers on it, too. It has, like, a TSOL and a motorhead and a couple other cool band stickers on it. Yeah, that, uh,
0: Another cool scene, this one still makes me cringe, and I never really noticed it on VHS until, like, you know, once I got it on DVD, you can see it, but when at the very end, there when they're climbing over oh, that wall, wire? and they're using barbed wire yeah. to climb up, oh my god! Yeah. The only uh, thing
3: that could make this movie better for me, really, would be as if nobody survived at the end. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just make it completely dire. I mean, I always <laughs> want everybody to die. Obviously, you can't do that, because then the ending of every horror movie is going to be completely predictable, but... I always like it when a movie kills
0: everyone. Yeah. Huh. Like, that. there's... It's very few... Well, I guess there. it's not very few, but, you know, it's... It happens. It happens, but, yeah, it's not, like, as common as, like, always having, like, one or two people survive, but... Huh.
3: Now, if you like Night of the Demons, I would highly recommend that you watch Fred Vogel's film, The Red Sin Tower, which is essentially just a remake of Night of the Demons. Is it really? Yeah, like almost stroke for stroke. It's about a group of kids that go to the local urban legend house and demons start possessing them and... Fucking demons. The ex-boyfriend shows up uninvited. And is this the one that's done by
0: the August Underground guys? Uh, Yeah,
3: Fred Vogel. He did. He was the August Underground toe tag guy. Okay. Yeah, because I remember you've talked about that film before, and that's one of his legitimate movies. Like after the first three August Underground movies, they did Maskhead, and that one's pretty much just torture porn. But then the Red Sin Tower and Salutarchika are both like actual movies. Okay, Salutarchika is basically a reworking of Bob Clark's Death Dream. It's about oh, really? a soldier that comes back from war all fucked up.
0: Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I guess we could uh, jump into our uh, our scores here if you want. Sure. Okay. Tim, what would you give this?
1: Ah, well, this movie was good, man. Like, it kind of hits everything I like about this genre. Uh, So, for me,
0: this was a a nine. Nice. Yeah, I'll go next, and yeah, it's uh, it is a Halloween film, so that's like always an added bonus when a horror film like touches on the Halloween theme and actually is good. Uh, And, you know, Everything about this is just super fun. Yeah, there's bad acting and whatnot, but it's all part of its charm. And I would give this a nine as well. But we also, I'd be remiss not to
3: mention uh, the bookend pieces to this film. Oh, yeah, we didn't even talk about that. Uh Yeah. And what, like, I meant to lead off by saying that it's like, it has the spirit of an anthology in a way because it has that wraparound story.
0: Yeah. Which is like an old man that gets harassed by some of the the punk kids early on. (laughs) And he fucking is like, I will get my revenge type of anger. And he's holding up an apple and razor blades and it's trick or treat uh, Halloween. So kids are trick or treating. So you're assuming he's just going to put these apples with razor blades into their fucking bags.
3: Hmm. But in true anthology bookend special... It does not go that way, the, and the bad guy gets their comeuppance. Yep,
0: and gets his apples baked into a pie and nice gory throat slicing from the inside. Very Which cool. it doesn't. It, like I say, it does. It doesn't fit with the story, but at the same time, it's nice bookend. Yeah,
3: it's a you know, it's it makes it a little bit different. I mean, how many other movies have just some kind of inconsequential preface and. Ending, you know, right? Exactly. It's just a fun little teaser. Like it's like, oh, you've paid attention
0: the whole movie. Here is like the ending to that. But what would you give this, Randy? A nine, nine? Oh, nines are all all around. Nine, nine, nine. Everyone. That's like a six, six,
3: six, but on its head.
0: Yeah, just tip us upside down and it'll be cool.
3: It's Germans.
0: Nine, nine, nine. All right.
3: (laughs) So uh, up next is 2018's. Terrifier. <laughs> <laughs> over your shoulder.
0: What if that guy did this to your car?
2: <laughs> what guy? The clown?
0: You really think someone slashed my tires? Well, he knows this is your car.
2: He saw us getting into it earlier. Cut it out. My friend wants your daughter. Kill you. Look, that guy was harmless. He's just some douchebag in a costume acting like a retard because it's Halloween. I didn't interrupt (laughs) you in the intros.
0: That's true. You haven't done that in a while. Uh, So I don't miss being interrupted. But anyways, uh, our final...
2: (laughs) God
0: damn it. But our final film of the night... It's only our second film. Oh my God. I'm going to punch you both.
1: Last one was our penultimate film.
0: (laughs) Anyways, our final film of the night is 2018's Terrifier. Which is based on halloween night though it like it's one of those that doesn't like heavily focus
3: on it which right, is really yeah. cool it, yeah that's uh it's directed
0: mm. by damien leone written by damien leone and he effects. also
3: did the special effects so he's got kind of like an Olaf enbach peter jackson john carl buchler thing going on he's a busy motherfucker you gotta like a guy that
0: Gets and, his hands dirty yeah, and actually like,
3: does this. Does an Ed Wood, Orson Wells thing, and just fucking like I'm just gonna do everything, you know?
0: <clears throat> yeah, because even the effects in this are awesome.
3: Be- okay, so dude did did he do that All Hallows Eve as well? Uh yes, I believe so. Let me look it up real quick. So he was okay. So dude was smart enough to. Do all of that shit himself, but also realize that he couldn't properly portray art the way that he, like, had envisioned him, and found a great actor to fill that role in David Howard Thornton.
0: Yeah, David Howard Thornton is just steals the show as Art the Clown.
3: Uh, yeah. One of those rare silent performances... Um, Art's also a mime, I assume. Yeah, like a mime-clown mix. He doesn't even make noise when he's heard. He just makes, like, owie faces and stuff. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But, like, you know, in the grand tradition of Jerry Lee Lewis and the bellhop and other great silent performances or whatever, like, it's a rarity that an actor will deliver a silent performance. Yeah. And...
0: He does it really well, but before we really get into that, I'll just run the synopsis. It's not very complicated.
3: No, two I girls. was just filling
0: time while you were looking up. Oh, okay. Whether or not that guy directed, yeah, he, he did all Hollow or Hollows Eve, yeah. Okay, uh, but yeah, he uh, the story to this is literally a clown terrorizes these two women that like the two girls. They uh, they get stranded, their car breaks down, and. They go to seek help from a person that is inside of a warehouse, like as a cleaner, exterminator type character, and that is when Art the Clown shows up and does like a final chase scene in the very beginning of the movie for the first half of the movie almost, where he does these pulls these just sadistic pranks and tricks on this on the women. Well, it's not
3: just the two women. The movie cleverly ups its body count. Like A couple of dudes in a restaurant, and the crazy homeless woman in the building, and the other cleaning crew guy. Yep, and
0: spoiler alert, the true final girl for the last half. Right,
3: the sister. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: Because, yeah, this is going to be a spoiler-filled review for this film. Well, they always are.
1: If you don't realize that by now, what the hell?
0: But, I mean, this is a 2018 <laughs> one, so this is very new still. Oh, okay. Right. I mean, it is on Netflix, so you guys can check it out before watching, hopefully. But, yeah, there's not much plot to it. It's literally just it's a... It's just a body count Yeah, it's a body count with movie. set
3: pieces and mm-hmm. a really cool performance part, yeah. by David Howard Thornton. Yeah, he... That's, that's it, yeah.
0: Like, especially, like, you can tell that he's just a twisted fucker when he shows up in that diner (laughs) right and
4: he's sitting
0: a garbage (laughs) bag full of all sorts of tools tools. (laughs) which holy crap that bag has to be fucking heavy as shit you would think so
3: (laughs) you (laughs) would also think that it would tear
0: yeah that's gotta be some heavy duty garbage bags yeah (laughs) but like i love that scene with him in the diner where he's (laughs) where he's just sitting there all quiet just like kind of staring dead-eyed at the girl that he's been like fucking with and then like her friend looks over and he's still just dead-eye staring her but as soon as she turns away he does that giant right. grin and like all these other noises or faces and, and then like she turns around again and he's back to just doing the dead-eye stare and yeah you know, his uh his
3: facial expressions and physical acting uh, they really make the character great <clears throat>
0: yeah he has like that uh,
3: physique, too, that just kind of, like, is oh, yeah, creepy. super like, thin. Super thin yeah. and... like the scene where he's, like, wearing the lady's skin and, like, dancing oh around with his dick tucked <laughs> back
0: <laughs> is yeah, so fucking creepy. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because he's just... He's just enjoying the hell out of it. Like, he's not... He's doing it for no reason but just to fuck with that girl that he knows is hiding somewhere. And we're just... That's what's showing, like, the sadisticness of this character.
3: Yeah, it's, he's... It's, it's really mean spirited and like everybody like not everybody, but a lot of people will say to me like how is that a like a positive how is that a plus for a movie for <laughs> it to be mean spirited and sadistic well, do you like horror movies or don't you I don't understand your yeah, like I can
0: understand like if it's just mean spiritedness for the sake of being mean spirited but
3: this one has like its own fun with I art. want movies like that I want movies that are that are have no concern for their audience and that seek out like to make them uncomfortable and upset them that's what i want out of a movie is like yeah (laughs) Yeah, and this one like if you guys remember like from our last
0: episode when we announced this tim was not very happy he do you have like a clown thing uh... no
1: no what the fuck is everybody (laughs) always think it's not it's a clown thing all right well the way you reacted though here we go (laughs) i'm 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 gonna go ahead and just talk about what i think about this movie go for Um, it Everybody's like, oh, you don't like clowns. I'm like, no, I just like movies to have some substance to them. This movie had like next to no plot, which we've already mentioned.
3: Yeah, no plot. Uh,
1: The only two good redeeming things about this movie were the guy who played the clown because, oh, my God, he is terrifying. So he embodies like the film. Yep. And the gore special effects were like really good. Um, That's it. That's the only. Only two good things about the movie. The
3: plot is I don't really know that I can dumb. argue with you about that. It, that's the same thing yeah. I said. I'm like, I
0: can't argue with, like, lo- those are legit reasons. That's, that's <laughs> it.
3: That's all this movie is. That's all. It, it really is all this movie has going for it. I can't disagree with that. Yeah.
1: And those are usually, like, I just prefer, like, the movie we watched Apostle, like, shortly after that, and Apostle has a lot of kick-ass gore in it.
0: Well, I liked your rea- like your reaction when we watched Night of the Demons, and you looked over and he goes, see? character development yeah this is <laughs> it's an
1: actual movie it's not just like a gore showcase about this guy's creepy acting
3: and we'll yeah. see where the series goes from here you know maybe they'll do something a little bit more mature and fleshed out next time around because but- then
1: it goes all supernatural at the end i'm like what the fuck oh, out of- yeah. it wasn't supernatural right. it was like it was normal the whole fucking time well
0: i mean supernatural. it was kind of supernatural like i mean because if you think about it like some of the things he does, like to the the kills, you could not feasibly do. No, like, I just figured like that, okay, we're it g-
1: was a badly written movie. I could saw through a person. Yeah, anymore. I was gonna say
0: yeah, we're no, gonna no, jump no. right into it. He literally saws a girl in half, I, could, saw, I down could wish bone net. a
3: human being. It would take me some time and I might not be able to do it in ninety seconds like him. Yeah, I was to
0: gonna be... say with the bone with the saw, yeah, like the, the hardest part really would be the skull. Sharp. Yeah. Well, I mean, and he stops like at this call too, right? But like, I mean, heck, even the the uh, hip bone and everything like that—that that, any bone cutting through with a saw that would take forever. Mm. So, I, like, that's why I, I don't think know, maybe like I've never, never sawed saw through some bone some
3: with shit. a hacksaw. Hacksaws are pretty useful. But, I mean, I, t- I could
1: build my bed frame,
3: y'all. Yeah, <laughs> that's true.
0: But, <laughs> but I, I mean, at the same time, the fuck out of that. That's why I, I really think really. that you know the supernatural element kind of. Fits because, yeah, then you can be like, okay, he's a little more powerful than
3: you actually expect him to be, I guess. And like the amount of damage that he sustains through the movie and keeps coming is pretty, you know, indicative of a supernatural, non unstoppable killing machine type slasher villain. Okay.
1: So he's like a demon clown now. Okay. That's fine. I
3: guess. Uh,. I mean, it's, it's
0: a typical slasher trope of the villain is not dead at the end.
1: I guess, yeah. I just didn't realize that's where they were going to go with it. I just was like, you know, this was a weird movie. And, that,
0: and I mean, uh, I like the, when he does come back at the end, you still see the back of his head is completely blown out with right. the brains and stuff. Everything's still sitting there. So, you know, he's dead. Yeah, yeah. But like, he's not. And, he, you know, he
3: he's dead. I'm sure the next Terrifier movie or whatever they're going to call it will be out before this time next year.
0: That would be awesome.
3: If I mean, they're it's smart, an ind- they'll keep churning them out while the iron's hot. Right, but I mean, it is an indie film, so I know indie films take a little
0: longer to get made, just because they don't have, like... With
3: the success and popularity of this, I bet they get funding pretty easily. Yeah, there's a lot of people. I, I,
0: I am kind of shocked, like, how successful, like, it has been for, like, what type of film it is, because right. you don't expect these type of films to, like, take off like it has, like, going right to Netflix and, like, a lot of, like, the... I, it it all has to do with art because like everything that uh, David Howard Thornton posts is like people doing like image like artwork of art and, right. like cosplaying he, as art. He's just so a like,
1: scary motherfucker.
0: Yeah, he be, he's become iconic, and it's pretty impressive when you only have like a movie and like a segment of a anthology. Right, an anthology.
3: And, yeah, like, I genuinely enjoy Terrifier more than, like, Hatchet or Laid to Rest or The Collector or, like, any of these new-age retro slashers.
0: I still like Hatchet better, but, like, out of Laid to Rest and, uh, yeah, like, The Collector, I would put Terrifier above that. Because, uh, yeah, like, the kills in this are just insane and mean-spirited, and the nice, uh, what I would like to call the Psycho Twist like, halfway through, where you were, think you're following the main girl this whole time, right. and then she gets off in just a pretty funny, like, way. Cause he just,
3: like, unloads a clip into her <laughs> in literally face. Literally into her face. Without he shoots meaning. her once, and you're like, oh, she's dead, and then... Dah, dah,
0: dah, well, no, and he, like, like, he shoots her once, and she's still... Like, she's oh, yeah, and he goes and gets and, like, another like, clip. <laughs> yeah, because he's pissed. He's like, fuck, I didn't kill her, so he goes and gets <laughs> yeah. another clip. Yeah. And then, then he unloads in their face, and right. oh my God, that was... Like that that's one thing like Art takes his kills over the top like to the point where it's like all right that person's been dead for a while now you can stop but he doesn't he's just enjoying overkill. the yeah he's just doing the overkill which is what makes it kind of fun cuz uh he's not somebody
1: you want to encounter
0: and like i've gotten in, yeah no you, you do not want to encounter
3: art um overkill might even be a band that i feature on tunes from the crypt in do, the do,
2: future do, 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 do.
0: hey there we oh, go nice. <laughs> um but uh what was i going to say Uh, I had a
2: (laughs) there was conversations
0: (laughs) when this film first came out that people were complaining that he used a gun I look at it as like I liked it because it looked like at that point he was getting fed up with chasing her because she kept escaping and this and that so he just got fucking frustrated grabbed the gun and just said fuck this I'm done (laughs) because
3: I just I took it that he used it out of frustration I don't have any problem like (sighs) that's just very early, early on in slasher films, it was established that the killer was going to use bladed weapons, I guess, for whatever fucking reason. I mean,
0: that's why they're called slashers, but...
3: Well, yeah, sure, mm-hmm. but... Okay. But there's more to them than that. It doesn't, like, have to always be that way, you know? I mean, Jason shot, some, shot at someone with a fucking harpoon gun. Right. <laughs> and,
0: and even the way, he, like, because, uh, yeah, I could understand people complaining if it was like, oh, I just shot her one shot dead. But
3: no, he unloads a fucking clip in her yeah. face, so it's like turns her face into Swiss cheese. Yeah, yeah. So it's
0: not the typical, just like I'm using a gun just to make this quick. He's he's using it and just he's making it a masterpiece of gore. But then, yeah, we the crazy. Uh, <laughs> what was it the that you said, Tim? Uh, the only character development we had was from the crazy lady that oh, was it, in the, 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 homeless yeah. Yeah, the homeless woman. The homeless woman that had the freaking doll the that baby. she was talking to. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and. Then we also had the most angriest cat in the world down in the cellar, like when the girl first walks into that warehouse, just screeching and howling and hissing. And you don't ever see it, but it's just making that noise, which for all we know could have been Art having fun. Mm-hmm. But you know, he's the silent killer, so he wouldn't do that.
3: <laughs> Maybe it was Art torturing a cat.
2: Yeah, there that you
0: go. too, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, then like. The way he acts, like especially when it comes to that homeless crazy lady, and he's holding her doll, and he acts all like sympathetic, and like he acts like he's, you know, he starts sucking on his thumb and pretending to be the baby. Right. <laughs> I don't know, like that—that's just eerily creepy. And then you know what happens to her after that, and you know wearing her breasts, uh,
2: <laughs> and walking around. around
0: with his dick tucked back, and, yep, and like with her, her head, head, her hair like, scalped onto a nice his head, nice little homage a to Silence like, of the Lambs, kind of yeah. like
1: the whole top of her skull
0: yeah <laughs> it's like jesus and just the way he's walking up the stairs too and he's got his hands like that yeah. like just kind of at his sides and <laughs> and people uh, he,
3: uh people listening to you aren't I, I, I,
0: I know i'm like I, how do you say that like scott's prancing I, around all yeah. yeah there we go <laughs> but yeah just the way he's just, how do you do? <laughs> yeah, it, there we go. <laughs> Imagine someone talking like that, using their hands. And, it yeah, it was just hilarious, just the way he's, Art, yeah, art is the reason to watch this film.
3: <laughs> yeah, art and the gore, that's yeah. all it's got going. That's it. But, you know, that that's all you really need for a film like this. It has, like, a little <laughs> twist ending of, like, oh, but... The events that you've just seen were what happened before the wow. beginning of the movie. Oh, yeah.
1: yeah. It was just like, I kind of saw that coming near the Yeah, end. I
3: mean, once you see him tearing that woman's face apart at the end, you're yeah, like, oh, eating okay. her face. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's good. Yeah, and then I also didn't expect, like, the first time watched for this when uh, the cops show up. You see him reaching for, like, that gun, and right. you think he's just going to turn around and just, like, start shooting them or something. No, he just
3: puts it in his mouth and blows his own brains out. Yeah, I love yeah. that. I thought it was great. The first time I saw it, like, I was talking today, the only ending of this new Halloween movie that could possibly please me would be if Michael kills Laurie and then kills himself.
0: <laughs> Which, I mean, yeah, because i seen your post, but I, I don't know if you've seen my uh, response to that being, you know, Michael Myers is, like, you know, supposed to be... Like, the evil. I don't see him just, like, offing himself after killing Laurie. He's done, then. He would just go off and, He's like, done. hunt He's more. He's done
3: making dumb movies. He's all done. <laughs> he doesn't want to do anymore. He's done. He's yeah, retiring.
1: Do, bring us another awesome Powers movie, and then we'll be good. Oh,
0: that Michael Myers, yes.
3: Yeah. So the fact that Art just put a gun in his mouth and blew the back of his skull out was pretty cool. Was, yeah.
0: Yeah, because you don't expect it. No.
3: I mean, you know, it doesn't really matter, because he... Comes back to life. Well, and, I think that's why he did it the the on mor- purpose, anyway.
1: He's like, I'm just in, in, an invincible clown.
0: Yeah, on, uh, one thing, too, like, you see this a lot in, like, old, like, horror films, too, with uh, someone using a plastic bag on a victim and th- uh, yeah. them not actually poking a hole oh, to yeah. breathe. Just, and just, just and she actually does. Bag, and. Yeah. Yeah. I just love... Takes her
3: long enough, though. You're right. Yeah,
0: but I mean, at least she does it. But that's and it takes it her so long
3: time. that, like, right as she's doing it is the point where you're like, just poke a fucking hole in the yeah, bag. Yeah.
1: yeah. Do it already. Fuck, your hands but aren't
0: tied.
3: I love Art's reaction to that, too, because he, like, stops,
0: looks at the bag that just got ripped, like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> and then he just kind of throws it down and goes after her. How but you I just... did that? <laughs> he was disappointed. Yeah, it was... He's like, wow, you actually thought of that. Shit.
3: All right, gotta chase you some more. But, yeah. Um, and maybe that's a like a way for this, maybe that's this movie being meta in a way, you know, and like kind of winking at you. Yeah, it could be. Like could him be. staring could down be. at the bag like, how is that even possible? Because it never these, happens in other movies. Yeah, all like- of these other movies you've seen where people just sit there with plastic over their faces and they never think to put a fucking hole in it.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> yeah I, I guess we can jump into ratings because, I mean, we've pretty much talked about, like, well, there is one more scene that did make me cringe before i jump into the ratings um but like the when he's chasing down the final final girl and he gets her towards the end and he pulls out that fucking cat of nine tails chain with with all the scalpels on it oh Oh,
3: man yeah that's pretty brutal
0: just a slashing at her back like every single time he hit i felt that i was just like oh fuck
3: (laughs) You know what scene, like, it, it reminds me a lot of the ending scene of Texas Chainsaw where Sally is, like, running away from the hitchhiker and he's, like, slashing at her back with the straight razor. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and that, that's a scene in horror movies that always makes me, like, cringe. Because just, you know, like... Yeah, cause, your well, back. your
0: back's uh, vulnerable. Uh, There's nothing you yeah, can yeah, do you to yeah, help it. it's fucked up. <laughs> and yeah, th- that, that weapon was probably the, like, most gnarliest one that he used throughout this film and it was... Oh, man. That one got me. <laughs> but, yeah, I guess we can jump into ratings, and, uh, well, we'll start with Randy this time.
3: Uh, this What's the director's name? Uh, Damien Leon. Damien Leon, This is a significant improvement over his other film, All Hallows' Eve, which has a lot of cool elements, but the whole, like, alien shit in the middle. Okay, have, have I haven't seen, seen it? it yet. Oh, yeah. Well, the alien segment is fucking dumb tarted. Not good, don't like it, um, so this one significant improvement, really stripped down basic slasher plot, but very effective in its goals. It's just you know it sets out to fuck with you know fuck you up, and that's exactly what it does. Yeah. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I would give it an eight out of ten, I might. Someday jump up to an eight point five, but I think I'm sitting yeah, at an eight for right now. Nice. Mm-hmm. Tim, how about you?
1: Oh, all right. Uh well, you know, this movie wasn't really my favorite kind of movie. Um, and the things that it did have going with it is not how I usually weight a movie heavily. Uh right. So yeah, the the gore was Good, well-done gore. The clown, what was I keep forgetting his name now. Art the Art.
0: Clown or David Howard Thornton? Yeah, Art the Clown. <clears throat> he was he
1: was acted wonderfully and spookily. Like, that, that guy, even if you're not afraid of clowns, clowns, he'll make you afraid of a clown. Yeah. Uh, and the fact that the director did the directing and the writing and the makeup, I mean, I'll give him credit for that. He was busy. But, I mean, that's just not enough to really pull a movie up very high in my regards. Uh, so I'm going to have to give it a four and a half.
0: Oh, ouch. Yeah. Didn't expect that loaf. <laughs> yes. thought
3: you were going to maybe say like six. Yeah, that's
0: what I was kind of going for.
1: Yeah, I'll never watch that movie
3: again.
0: All right. No, it just wasn't my thing.
3: We're going to make you watch it again.
0: I know. You <laughs> no, we're going to torment him with some other stuff that he's probably going to hate us for eventually. Like, Is,
3: I mean, if, if, just give it a
0: fucking plot or something. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Um, but for me, uh, yeah. Do nine mean, out of
3: ten. No. Oh. <laughs>
0: David, uh, David Howard Thornton stole the show. Art the clown is now an icon and it's such a dark but like I was saying it's fun but it's kind of hard to describe it as fun just cuz it's so mean spirited. Yeah, it's glee- like gleefully sadistic. Yeah, that's a great way of putting it. It's gleefully, gleefully sadistic. Gleefully
1: sadistic.
0: And yeah, I like Tim said there is no true plot but you know I kind of expected that going into this film when I first seen it because i knew it was gonna be just kind of a slasher and most slashers don't have much plot they're just like they follow a simple path um they have more plot than this i mean they have more character development yeah yeah but um i would give this and terrifier an 8.25
2: okay
3: i'm kind of interested to see where this damien leone guy goes next i like Admit the smart that. money would be for him to do another Art the Clown movie, but I don't, you know, I, I would like to see him do something different. Yeah, if he franchises yeah.
1: it into a, it might have potential if he, you know, plays the long game with it.
3: Yeah, and I'm also hoping that, you know,
0: David Howard Thornton gets other roles too, because I've seen he does like, like uh, on his Facebook page, you see that he, like, has, was dressed up as the Joker for something. Might have just been like some type of photo shoot or something, but. I
3: think he played the Joker in a TV show. In one of the goddamn fucking TV shows. Oh, okay.
0: But yeah, he, I could see him getting some pretty cool roles out of this. Even like, I I hope he doesn't just
3: get stuck with just Ark the Clown. But I kind of hope that it's not a case to where like, he's a good actor when he's not talking.
1: And he just can't talk. His dialogue sucks.
3: Like Ray Park or like, what's his name that plays, um, Abe Sapien. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't know. I don't know his name, but
0: I know who you're talking about. It's
3: just actors that typically act under makeup and don't really do a lot of talking. And then, like when they do, you understand why, <laughs> right? Like Doug Jones is like one of the few. Doug that... Jones. That's him. Hmm. Oh, it is, Yeah, it is. Doug Jones. Okay. Yeah,
0: because yeah, he cause of uh, the way he speaks and everything. Like the only thing that I've really heard his lines speak and... are really
3: limited in Hellboy, and he sounds just like Frasier's brother.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay.
3: and. But, I mean, and John dies at the end, he had a fun, like, his role in that was fun, but... But, again, his lines are fairly limited. Yeah,
0: exactly. Okay, and, uh, but... Yeah, before we, uh, move on to what we will be doing on our next episode, I am gonna give us our plugs here. Uh, check us out, we are now... We are proud members of the Legion Podcast Network. Legion. (laughs) We are Legion. Uh, Mm -hmm. you can... Uh, go to legionpodcasts.com dot com slash the podcast by the cemetery and check our episodes out there. Check us out on iTunes. Leave us a review. Uh, we're on Podbean. You can check us out there as well. Uh, we also have a Facebook group called The Podcast by the Cemetery where we are. What are you doing? <laughs> Nothing. Son of a bitch. <laughs> but uh, check us out at the Facebook group. We post a lot in there you know yada yada you hear this every episode and i'm gonna kill you randy <laughs> but anyways um
2: <laughs> you
0: can also email us at the podcast by the cemetery at gmail.com and you can follow us on twitter at podcast cemetery
2: whoa okay yes.
3: see we're all over social media because we're um like with it yeah, yeah we're too legit
0: yep yep, yep uh, we are Stop too legit You're to make us less with it <laughs> but uh so on our next episode, we are going to take a little – oh, my gosh. Stop interrupting me.
1: <laughs> None of you know. all can probably actually hear what he's doing, but Randy is just tearing little strips of paper, and it is aggravating Scott. Like he's, Bronson
3: Pinchot in the light of layers. I
0: was just already. thinking that, too. He's so
3: angry. This is great
0: Uh, There may not be a Randall on the next episode
3: (laughs) I told you I was going to kill you tonight
0: Well, uh, we might take each other out And then Tim's going to have to do this all by himself Uh... (laughs) But, uh On our next episode We're going to veer away from horror And jump into more Fantasy And we're going to do sword and sorcery films Okay, woo Something different And Randy, what did you choose? (sighs)
3: I decided to go with Lucio Fulci's Conquest, yep, so it
0: still ties into horror there at least
3: I was really on the fence. I wanted to go with Coscarelli's Beastmaster, but I knew that Conquest was gonna be like less seen and more obscure, so right, yeah right. I can't wait to see that I'm especially to it. I mean you picked like the definitive title
0: yep, in which the which genre. genre.
3: Conan the Barbarian. Uh, John Milius' Conan the Barbarian. Gotta do that one. I love that movie. My favorite Arnold film. I'm pretty Yeah, I'm pretty stoked to talk about it. Yeah, because I haven't seen it in years, so it's I'm definitely been, excited I'm gonna, to read this. I'm, I'm going to put forth a couple of pretty uh, controversial opinions on that podcast, I'm sure.
1: That's cool. I like Don't that. Don't you
3: do that usually? Yeah. These ones are probably going to rattle some cages, though. Well, it'll be interesting, because
0: this will probably be recorded, like, this episode will probably record after uh, Halloween, so it'll, it'll be, like, perfect to, like, just kind of switch out of horror for at least one episode. Right. Yeah. Ooh, we'll, ooh,
3: we've ooh, been watching ooh, horror ooh. movies nonstop for two months straight at that point.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Thanks for sticking with us, listeners. We have passed the two-hour mark. This is a this is a first
0: milestone. First. <laughs> yep. Ooh. Our first milestone. Yeah. We'll see yeah. if it's that
3: long after Tim edited, <laughs> edits it.
1: I'll edit all the stupid shit out, and let's see what happens. Yeah. Right.
3: But uh, until next time, last one out closes the coffin door. See ya.